Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This Dimensional Living with your host, Diane Bachberger. Diane has been given message from the fifth dimension and higher to bring greater peace and understanding to the lives of others. She lives and experiences these higher dimensions to help our world come into balance and to raise to a higher vibration of love. You can find more information on Diane on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash D Bachberger one as she shares great wisdom with the world. Let's welcome your host of fifth dimensional living, Diane Bachberger. Hello everyone, this is Diane and thank you for listening in on Fifth Dimensional Radio. What propels a civilization into the next step? Join me over the next couple hours or so as I take you into the fifth dimension and beyond. Today is the 6th already of July, 2016, and it's just after 10 a.m., so it's like a mirror reflection, and I always think this is a magical time. So there are a lot of things I want to talk about today, and I possibly... um, a lady that I know, actually from Facebook originally, Diana McClintock, is, may call in today and um, do a reading. So we'll have to see how that goes. Hopefully she will call in. Um, I wanted to talk about a few different things that have been going on. Um, when I woke up this morning, I woke up very early, and I heard the word organization. You know, that's not something I I hear, but I don't think it meant for me to get organized. It meant that some type of organization or the way we've had things done here is somehow almost like going to topple. So I, I was seeing that. I was seeing like um, a pile of blocks and then something coming out of the base and then the blocks falling. So we'll talk a little bit about that. I do things in the moment in fifth dimensional consciousness, so things unfold as they happen. And depending on who's listening, I talk about different things that go for people and humanity, but also different individuals in the, in the moment, okay? Um, I want to talk about the totem snails, and um, skunk, and I will talk touch a little bit about the uh, the chipmunk because I believe a couple weeks ago I talked about that or a few, a few weeks ago anyway. I last did a show on the 29th of June, and that's when um, Mercury came out of the retrograde and was going direct, 
and I think up till today it's still going direct. So it's like standstill energy, you know. Um, and there are a lot of different things um, going on. So you know, what I'm things unfold as they should. So um, we also had a new moon over the weekend, and um, it was a new moon in Cancer. Um, you know, the last um, two full moons that we've had were in Sagittarius. And I talked about the learning and, the you know, learning to change and all those different things. So last week would be a good show for you to go back to listen to. So just plug in my name, Diane Buckberger, and Fifth Dimensional Radio, and um, June the 29th. And, you know, that'll pop up for you. Or if you want to go back and kind of try to look for it, you can you know, go through the archives that we have. Um, you just go into Earth Angels Radio and then, you know, scroll down and go back into the episodes. Um, so I, I want to read from Collective Evolution. You know, humanity is going through um, an energetic uh, evolution on a um, collective cosmic level, but it starts with humanity. You're the ones that are, you know, leading this. So uh, there's, um, you know, Collective Consciousness, uh, evolution.com, www.collectiveevolution.com forward slash 2006-073, New Moon and Cancer, A New Step Forward. So, you know, humanity has been doing a lot of clearing, a lot of purging, and I've talked about that a lot, and karmic energy especially. So now, you know, humanity has taken a big you know, like maybe a baby step in other people's eyes, but um, a big step, evolutionary step, just recently, okay? I'm really feeling it, so there's been big changes. And another thing I want to talk about before I get too far, I want to talk about the awakening of the divine energy today also. So, you know, that's sort of like a little peek at, you know, what I'm going to talk about. So to get back to this new moon in Cancer, new, uh, a new step for, forward, you know, we've been dealing with all the old stuff, you know, so this is good news to get, you know, to get this going. It's written by Carmen D D I L U C C I O, two words, uh, Di Lucio, July the 3rd, 2016. So this person talks about having a new moon in Cancer on July the 4th, 2016, which is the beginning of a 29.5-day moon cycle. So um, that that's really interesting. And I, you know, just recently, you know, I, I talked about it on a, on a few shows back about Ramadan. I believe last night was the last night of Ramadan, which, you know, does it has to do with moon cycles too. And, it, you know, it changes every year based on these moon cycles and stuff like that. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. I should mention it. Um, so this new moon that happened on July 4th, there was a lot of action going on with this. And um, so, you know, the new moon is always about new energy, but this is new, new, you know, this is like quadruply new energy. Um so they say it's a new wave of energy happening as the sun and the moon meet at the exact same point of the zodiac, okay? So during the last month, we've had some very significant planetary configurations, especially around the full moon. And I talked about those on the last two shows I did. So, you know, go back and listen to, about those because, you know, that's a lot of 
stuff. Okay, and and the only reason why I talk about these things is but whatever happens within us is mirrored around us. And it has, you know, like they're basically totems that are put in front of us, like planetary things. Um, you know, and it's just a mirror of what has been going on within humanity. So, which you know, this full moon, which had been helping to facilitate a, a, an important transition. You know, we had in March those eclipses, which opened us up to, you know, a lot of um, receptivity for humanity, awakening, energy, right? And then, you know, then the two um, Sagittarian full moons really, there's a lot of learning being thrown at humanity at the same time they're purging. So this, um, all this has helped humanity to facilitate an important transition. You know, we're going from different ages to different ages, and we're kind of in the crossover and I talked about that on last week's show, and I've talked about it a lot of times. We're going from the Pisces into Aquarian, and we're hop, skipping, and jumping right now. You know, like Pegasus, it takes takes you, zips you across. So, you know, a lot of people have been very overwhelmed, and you know, I've seen so many people making so many changes in their lives. A friend of mine. His, mouse, his mother's house was sold, and then he bought a house, and then he had to move two households. And, you know, there was a lot going on after, you know, this um, Mercury retrograde ended, um, you know, on the 29th of June. You know, when you have uh, Mercury, um, different retrogrades and stuff like that, different things happen. But um, this... There has been a lot of uh, things to do with um, not not you know mecha- well mechanical things, but not like computers and technical kind of new age equipment and that sort of thing, but like air conditioners and people's f- phonographs, you know, um, those sorts of things. You know, the old. So it's it's really funny that. Um, a lot of this old stuff is breaking down. And the reason why I'm talking about it, because, you know, I I get given kind of messages by what I see around me, you know, but it's really what's going on within us. I'm just going to drink some water. Um, you know, and then dreams even too, which is, you know, the unconscious feminine energy. You know, people have been having really strange dreams, including myself. Even stranger than I normally have, okay? So... During the last month, we've had some very, you know, like like I said, significant planetary configurations. And it's happened around the full moon. So, and it has something to do with this transition, awakening for humanity. And there's been a lot of, you know, it's been overwhelming for many people. So, and a lot of different things are coming odds with each other. So, a lot of challenges, you know, that are, so... And I will talk a little bit more about that later with how it relates to astrological things. But, um, you know, these challenges, they're not, the stability of our reality isn't so stable anymore, okay? And I've been doing, um, well, people have been contacting me, and I've been, a lot of things have come my way that the global elite, even their world, is kind of crumbling, and they're, you know, 
at odds about what they should do. So it's not just humanity. It's, but theirs is a different type of challenge, okay? And, you know, I may talk a little bit about it, but I don't want to focus on that because that's their crap. It's not humanity's crap. And my focus is humanity. So these challenges are really important to humanity right now. So what, look at what you have in front of you. You know, like some people are getting overwhelmed. And then I've actually had my son the other day saying, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I feel, you know, all this energy. And, you know, I didn't have the heart to tell him, you know, you're feeling, you're intuitive, you're a prophet. You feel those things just as I do. Because he's not really into it. He's not an indigo like my other two kids. But, um, you know, a lot of humanity right now are having a lot of challenges. And it's not an easy time. It's very intense, okay? So getting back to this new moon that we just had, you know, on July the 4th, which happened to be, you know, the funny thing is, you know, the Independence you know, Day and Really, the U.S. hasn't been that in, in, independent. You know, it's kind of a an oxymoron. So maybe this is something, you know, maybe we're taking, or humanity or the U.S. is taking that back, okay? You know, they want to be able to uh, celebrate the 4th of July instead of, you know, wondering what the heck's going on in, in our country and what are these leaders doing? Who should I vote for, you know? There's a lot going on, and... um you know, I don't want to name favorites and, and things like that, but there are, you know, candidates that don't have the best interest of the U.S. And, you know, I, I can just say this certain lady is a mess, and there's books written about all the rotten things she's done. And do people really want to vote for somebody who's done all that stuff? You know, you you be the, be the judge. So the, what I'm saying is that secrets are being opened up to humanity and they're becoming awakened and the divine energy is becoming more awakened you know also so you know we have to really look around us and um know what's really going on so i think humanity is stepping up and doing that because i've been reading so many things and so many things are coming my way and i'm seeing it all around me not just me anymore or other people that have been doing you know the real type of light work but Humanity is really awakening, okay? And it's it's nice to see, but it's it is not has not been an easy process, but they chose to do it in a kind of an orderly, gradual way to learn from it, okay? So this new moon in Cancer in a harmonious configuration with the Mercury, Venus, Neptune, Jupiter, and the nodes. You know, I talked a little bit about the nodes on last week's show, but you can go back and read about that. So... Cancer, you know, it's a water sign, right? It's about emotional things, divine feminine energy. Um, so this is some type of awakening. That's what I'm feeling, you know, over the last two days, especially. It's about the divine feminine energy really awakening. And it's within all of us, you know, not just humanity. It's within everyone, including the energy. So, it, it, you know, it's about emotional connection and security, and, you know, that security is being pulled from under people, you know, with that Mercury and Scorpio energy that's been around, too. 
you know, this cancer energy is a sign of nurturing family comforts in our domestic life in general, and vulnerability is a key word for cancer. However, protecting vulnerability from others whom we don't feel close enough is also associated with this sign. So, you know, I've been feeling that a little bit lately, too. You know, people are, I, I don't know how to put this, people are opening themselves up to me maybe too much, and, you know, they're showing parts of themselves, and maybe they're not the best parts they're showing me, but I think they're doing it with love. And um, so I'm looking past that, not making judgment with it, okay? You know, this friend of mine that I've known for quite some time, and I don't know why he opened himself and started talking about this, but he started talking about an experience he had as a teenager where his whole family basically went and they all slept with prostitutes. So I don't want to get into it too much right now, but it has something to do, like I was talking in the last few shows about sexuality and, you know, really having respect and integrity within yourself about your sexual. So I know a lot of people are healing that aspect of themselves. So, but with me, they share it, you know, <laughs> because, you know, I'm a template for this reality and humanity. And, you know, I do a, a lot of the energy work and being the, the Blu-ray, you know, we hold energy for humanity. So, um, you know, there's a lot of, of different types of healing going on and a lot of purging energy. So they, st- they talk here about the nurturing part and the domestic life and the vulnerability within this cancer, Okay. So it's about protecting that vulnerability. And I'm really feeling that, you know, from others who we don't feel close enough with is associated with the sign. And it just seems like, you know, I have to just be aware, you know, to not read into this. And if they think, you know, they can just, you know, do whatever they want, they can't. You know, I'm I'm talking about different people putting themselves on me. And it's not just men, it's women too. So this is symbolized by the shell of the crab. And this new moon is making the most harmonious aspects. It is conjunct with, you know, it happened already, right? But I'm talking about it because I, I didn't talk about it that much um, on the last week's show. So it's conjunct Mercury and Venus. So this is intense, you know, sexual energy too, you know. Um, in the same sign, the planets of love and communication. It's also making a trying to Neptune and Pisces. And I believe I talked about that on last week's show and a sextile to Jupiter in the north node. So, you know, it's a lot going on right now. So the upcoming month has a much easier flow between our emotional, spiritual needs and our physical duties. So, you know, this was an intense time, and then that new moon opened us up to be able to release that energy and to have the flow between our emotional, spiritual needs and our physical duties, lifestyle, and overall health whether they're separated from each other or integrated somehow. So it's, um, I guess, before, you know, there was less flow and it was more difficult to do that. So, you know, I can't judge people for doing that and being able to do it. And then my energy allows people to do that even more so, right? Because I'm totally open. My, my energy is open. 
So after the previous month of challenges and scatteredness, this upcoming lunar cycle is very healing, loving, and potentially uplifting. So this is this is all good. And it's also, I hate to say, and I've seen people writing this word a lot, it's it's not it's also not putting up with bullshit, you know, and, and seeing through the bull, okay? And literally, you know, the people that worship the bull we're 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 seeing past that and humanity especially, okay? So new moon with Mer- Venus Mercury is opposite Pluto, Venus square, Uranus and Trine Mars, which has finished its retrograde, so blah 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 blah. You know. I'm just saying that because like you know, it's like a double take and back again and then triple take. So we just finished a 2.5 uh, period of Mars retrograde, which is now in Scorpio. So, you know, I do want to talk a little bit about that, too, after. So during the week leading up to this new moon, many people have been feeling more angry and irritated. And I noticed that, you know. Um So hopefully people will calm down, but they will also need to have their wits about them with, you know, everything that's going to be going on, you know, with the shift in consciousness and everything else. So um, it goes on to say this is a normal occurrence and Mars is changing motion, so it, it affects. You know, it has to do with that masculine kind of warlike energy, you know. And recently there has been, um, you know, people losing it. And, you know, I talked a little bit about uh, red flags last week and sometimes things are done and you know done to kind of invoke anger and stuff like that and they do it around they, these times they do these things on purpose but there was um you know in istanbul there were people killed by isis and there was something going on you know in orlando with you know all this stuff gun stuff too during this time period and i think you know there are things and people that want to trigger things and trigger war and that sort of thing. And this is the time that they try to do it, right? So we got past that period. So this has been a time of adjusting. So it's just a mirror of what's going on within us, okay? And sometimes people try to take advantage of that energy. So this has been a time of adjusting how we work with the Mars energy. So, you know, this masculine energy and how it's been used is changing. So yay! I want to jump up and do my happy dance and do the Watusi and and everything else, you know. So it's connected to willpower, aggression, anger, sex, and carnal desires. So, you know, I've I've been seeing that within people. So I have been praying and doing these, um, you know, prayers of light that humanity see that and respect that sexual part of themselves. I'm not saying sexual energy is bad. You know, sexual energy is part of a physical existence here. So, but seeing it and and respecting it and seeing it through the divine's eyes and uh, honoring that within ourselves, okay? And and to other people. So starting this past June 29th, and I talked about it last week that, you know, that Mars was coming out of retrograde so in the weeks following, we're beginning to proceed forward in new ways, asserting ourselves in this Mars-ruled areas of our lives. And it's also making a trying to Chiron. And I talked about that last week, too, about the healer, you know, and that um, energy. Um, and it's like, um, it was almost like that um, 
kind of balance of the animal and the human aspect. You know, Chiron was uh, like a half man and half beast, right? So it's about balancing that part of ourselves, you know, the animalistic part of humanity. So this is a time of being able to more easily work or overcome our wounds and convert them to unforgotten or untapped strengths. So, you know, I, I was talking a lot on Facebook recently about my strengths and, you know, looking at those strengths and understanding those strengths and understanding, you know, how I am and what I can do to contribute to this whole shift in consciousness. You know, um, it's all about looking at that part of ourselves and knowing, you know, how we can move this along as a collective. So this new moon along with Venus and Mercury is in the opposition to Pluto. This can represent a time of purging, which is necessary. So we're still purging, but this may be an even bigger purge, okay? And I've seen it around people around me, you know, getting sick, you know, different people in my family and that sort of thing. And it, but, you know, they may not realize or people around you may not realize that it's really a time of great purging. So they may feel really almost physically ill, but it's necessarily. And it's a result that has transpired in the recent weeks or months, you know, with all these big changes that I've been talking about. It's been leading up to this, okay? And, you know, I talked a little bit about, um, you know, this uh, Venus uh, transit or it's not a really a conjunction with the sun where the Venus went behind the sun. And this was just um, changing, really changing the energy. It was a reflection of that. And, you know, some people thought, that, you know, this is a time when all this rotten stuff was going to happen and all that, and it never happened. It's a reflection of what's really going on within humanity. And I, I talked about it, I think, back in May. So for some people, this is a time to me or easily deal with our hidden shadow aspects kind of this friend that was telling me about his experiences he was kind of doing it in a, in a in a jovial kind of way and I was like ooh you know and so I kind of laughed and he goes are you thinking it's funny and I go no it's just the way you're expressing it to me um it was kind of a nervous laugh actually but um people are he says I've never shared it with anybody and I've never talked about it before so when people, and I've had a few people do this, so when people start to do that, it's something that I have to pick up and say, hey, you know, like, humanity is really digging deep. They're going deep, and they're looking at stuff that has been suppressed. So it means, you know, this cancer energy also is very strong right now. So it's about looking at that feminine, suppressed, unconscious energy that has been really held at a, at a deep level. So there may be some really heavy emotions. You know, um, I went out and helped a friend of mine pick some cherries, and then he got mad at me. He asked me to do it. And then um, he said, well, did you save some for the birds? And I said, there's loads of them for the birds. But it's like everything, even little things are going to trigger people's emotions, and it's important that you understand that so you don't take offense to it. You're thinking, like, what the heck? You know, why is this person doing, you know, like flipping out over, you know, really small little things? And it's because of this 
energy, okay? If I take a lot of drinks of water, it's because, you know, I do speak my truth and it comes from my throat chakra. And sometimes I get a lot of movement in my throat besides my vocal cords moving. It's like almost like energy flowing there, okay? Well, it is energy flowing there. Excuse me for a minute. (coughs) So a lot of heavy emotions right now. But it is also a great opportunity to achieve a new sense of joy as a result of the changes we're making. So, you know, I see humanity doing that, and I, I see it all around me. So that's why I was saying I'm going to get up and do my happy dance, you know, like, wow, this is great. So considering that Venus is in opposition to Pluto and square Uranus, some people are experiencing separations from relationships. Some, some relationships are breaking down. And it could be between fathers and their daughters or their sons or mothers and, you know, their sisters or brothers or whatever. Even though lately I've been connecting with my family a lot. So, you know, a lot of times I go through things way before other people do, okay? But we're talking about the collective, human collective, okay? And shifting in from into fourth dimensional consciousness and then into fifth and sixth. So this is happening for humanity right now. A lot of humanity has gone into fourth dimension, okay? This is called, you know, waking up and, and taking the blinkers off. I talked about rose-colored glasses last week. You know, I had some funny things happen where my sunglasses just mysteriously disappeared and then two pairs of sunglasses on two different days in two different places, and, and this is really bizarre. Somebody I know found them in the same place. And they're both lost at different times. So I think that is very, very strange. But we're getting, you know, if you go back and listen to that show, you'll understand. But getting our our vision back, okay? Humanity had to let go to be able to do, to be able to see, and to awaken. This is the first week I've actually really seen humanity awakening. And, you know, the global elite are really running scared right now. They're like, ooh, you know. And um, I even was, somebody sent me an article, and if I have time, I'll read it. But I'm trying not to focus on that stuff. You know, humanity is doing great. And, you know, there are other things that are going on. But, you know, humanity should really be focusing on the changes that are going on, the expanding their energy, and, you know, focusing on those things and um, creating light within themselves. So it could manifest also as changes in your values. I know someone that, you know, had kind of a hedonistic kind of way of life. And they're really seeing big changes. And they've been talking to me a lot about these things. And I've been seeing it people around me. So they are seeing that divine energy within themselves. So, you know, possessions are another thing. Pleasures, love, and money in some cases. So, you know, people have been fasting and doing different things, and this is a time of great prayer within humanity also. So there have been big, big changes. So this, the Pluto, you know, when you go in deep and you look at things, and you look at the dark side of the Scorpio energy, and you it's, it's a purging energy, this Pluto energy, and transforming. 
so and it's also about opening up new doors i think i talked about that last week i kept seeing these new doorways open the divine energy was slamming doorways when they were trying to open cern and all these other places but these new doorways were opening so it's like um an equal and opposite reaction so humanity has opened up new doors within themselves and these are all really good doorways for humanity it might not be something they're used to not for a long time but it's because they've released a lot of this karmic energy so on the upside jupiter and virgo is making a harmonious aspect so a harmonious aspect of pluto and capricorn and i am capricorn energy and my saturn return is in sagittarius so i went through that energy just recently and then my daughter is um you know the uh uh cancer energy so it's like you know kind of a balance there between us so you know the relationship between her and i is very balanced right now and it's really beautiful so it's all about harmony right now and balance and the new moon which was an opposite to each other these aspects have a a positive effect on duties and work and careers and financial stuff but in a different way, okay? And the Mars is forming a nice trine to Venus in a grand trine with Chiron, and which also can have a positive financial implications, and people may find themselves entering a new relationship with a new lover. So, you know, these are times when there are big changes within people. And I know in 2005, the divine energy started to awaken. You know, and it takes a long time for this energy well, to really awaken. And it takes a long time for this divine energy to awaken. And I'll explain that to you in terms of eternal time a little bit, you know, later. So what have you been feeling in the recent weeks? What has transpired? What direction do you need to go in? Like, I know people that are changing their jobs. Um, so what is it you need to purge in order to make room for the new coming into your life? And, you know, so what, what, what questions are you asking yourself? So... You know, we all know that it's good to make intentions within, you know, a few days of the new moon. It's better to do it within the first 24 hours. But I would even say, you know, this new moon energy is going to go for a couple of weeks. So, you know, make your intentions right now. What do you want to see change in the world? Do you want, you know, humanity to step forward and, and go do that shift? They're, actually, they're doing it right now. So... And, it, you know, the funny thing is that new moon that happened on July the 4th, it happened at 11.01 a.m., so that's pretty amazing. So what what questions, you know, are you going to ask yourself? So exciting times. And, you know, just, just be aware of them. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about... Um, the Mars and Scorpio energy. So this was written on June the 27th, 2016. It's www.tarot.com, Astrology, Mars, and Scorpio. Because I was really feeling this energy, you know, like it's, but it's like, it's like everything's gotten a top up. Like you went and, and you know, maybe you had a Volkswagen, you came out with a Ferrari. <laughs> 
I kept seeing myself, um, I know this sounds really funny, driving a Lamborghini. And, you know, I had dreams about it and stuff like that. But, you know, a funny thing was I drove up in something like an old beater. It was even, you know, smaller than a, a Volkswagen. And I went through this, you know, top-up place where they did, you know, fixing up your car and stuff. And I came out in a Lamborghini. So this is... This is how I'm seeing it. You know, it's 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 masculine, deep energy. But when you go through the process, you're, you're not going to. It's like a, a simile. You're not going to, you know, come out with that little clunker anymore. You're going to come out with something that's, you know, purring and and amazing. You know, I kept seeing this cat energy too. So I kept seeing cats around, and uh, you know, and then the chipmunk, the healing energy, the Chiron energy that I was talking about a few weeks ago, it's been hiding uh, because you know it's hot out. So they kind of go into a little hibernation for a while. So this this hot energy stepped up, and it's making big changes. And uh, you know, your chassis is, <laughs> but it's also very sexual energy. All this energy too. Anyway, they're saying Mars is actually very much in home in Scorpio. So according to traditional astrology, Mars is the ruler of, of key planet of Scorpio and Aries too. So very masculine, all very masculine energy. It shares an affinity with the sign. So the masculine energy is changing a lot, okay? It's becoming more balanced. So Mars can work very well efficiently as it moves through Scorpio from June the 29th to August the second and you know it it went away for a while then it came back scorpio is about getting to the bottom of things so they can completely transformed and warrior mars is made to stimulate evoke change so you know i was saying earlier that this is you know a few a few days ago or for a while there um you know they've been trying to um you know put these things out to cause people to get mad and to create war but, you know, it's it's a time for a different type of change. It's not about so much the angry change. It's about the soul change and intensity. And it, they talk here about it being very passionate and intense time. And it's quite a sexy transit. <laughs> so Mars and Scorpio share a strong relationship with sexuality that can rise to lust and transform nice into naughty. So... You know, don't be surprised, you know, because people are purging and doing stuff that they're, they're going to open up and say things to you, you know, if you have that type of energy that opens people up like I do. So just to be aware of it, okay? So, and you may find it's happening within you. So just keep a, a, a rain on it, you know. So anyway, um it says here that people can be aggressive, controlling, and possessive, but they're also capable of great endurance. And what I've noticed, you know, uh, a lot of the Blu-ray and uh, indigo beings and crystals have been holding energy for humanity, and they've been wiped out for a great many years. But I'm finding that a lot of them are, are like, wow, I feel fantastic lately. And, you know, it's because humanity is opening up and awakening so we don't have to hold that energy as tightly as we used to because humanity is starting to do it now. So they may they may be starting to feel to feel a little bit of it. So, but it's it's all about balance of energy right now. 
so it's about getting that endurance back. So you may find that you're, you know, like, wow, I've been doing a lot of work in every which way but loose. So so tenaciousness is common with action-oriented Mars in this fixed sign. So the p- positive to that is the ability to persevere and work through difficult challenges. So humanity right now may have, you know, some challenges with what's been going on and, you know, all this stuff that, you know, thinking, geez, like, is this really what we've been living in? Some people say, you know, I don't choose to see it that way. I just choose to see that humanity has had a challenge. It's, you know, not a prison state, but some people see it that way. We've got to see ourselves as, you know, free. And, you know, the original ones came to Earth to help humanity and hold that energy for them. And I'm part of that energy. So, it's been said that Mars and Scorpio doesn't like doing things the easiest way. And, you know, it's really funny, too. Like I've been talking about on the show, I, I have friends that ask my opinion on things or people that I work with. They want to go through every scenario. And I'm like, I see the answer like that. And they're like, but you can't do it that way. And so I've been playing along with it. You know, I've, you know I, I give them, I said, well, I'm going to give you, you know, some options. And, you know, what I see, and you can pick whatever you want. But I'm not going through every scenario with you. And they didn't like that, but, you know, it's... So this resistance is just part of that energy, okay? It's it's about getting their own independence. You know, humanity is saying, hey, you know, I've been... Let other people do things for me, and I've been living this life here... And now I, you know, I don't like what's going on, and I'm just disagree to disagree on everything. So, <laughs> just be aware of that you know people will be doing that to you or with you or whatever you want to say. So you either move yourself out of it or just you know like don't laugh too hard, but try try to understand and just kind of let them go through what they have to go through. So it's just another obstacle to test Mars' power here. So the dying side, okay, but we've talked about a lot of positive stuff, is that fiery Mars and watery Scorpio can express energy as unrelenting aggressiveness or anger. So I'm going to put out an intention that humanity use it in the positive, the most positive way to persevere through anything difficult times to not react or to project that anger and aggressiveness outwards, okay, to see beyond that, to know that, you know, these red flags and all these different things that have been going on, not to react to it, you know. And you can put that intention out when you're meditating. And it can be overt or hidden. You know, some people may be passive-aggressive, and, you know, you may find things, weird things happening, you know, things going missing or then showing up or, you know, it's really weird. I was helping a friend move and then I you know I help a lot of people move I seem to be good at it anyway so I was at this friend's house and I look up and I look on the stairs and I see a ghost and then I said to him later I said I hate to tell you this but have you had any weird stuff going on here and there was a lot of electrical things going on and things breaking down and but that's all that um you know um energy that we've been experiencing anyway you know that I was talking about at the beginning of the show. Um, And he says, no, I believe you, you know. And whereas before, you know, I I didn't share a lot of this stuff with certain people because, you know, 
But anyway, um, this energy came back with me, and some weird stuff started happening around me, okay? And I just became aware of it and took control of this and said, you know, this isn't going to be happening. So, but be, you know, be aware of this energy because it can affect relationships. So if you see somebody rebelling and doing some, you know, really crazy things, um, and you, you're like, what the hell is going on in you? I don't like this. And you, you're rebelling and you're doing the same thing. You know, you may bust up a 25-year-old marriage, you know, and I'm not, I'm just getting that number. So there's somebody listening that, you know, maybe this has happened to. Okay, look at it. Um, or any type of, you know, long-term relationship, because these are times where these things are going to break up. And, you know, people are going to um, not understand what's going on. So I really, that's why I'm concentrating on this right now, because, so this fiery Mars and wiry Scorpio can express energy as unrelenting aggressiveness or anger. And it can be very destructive, okay? But I put out an intention that people that have relationships and have or live in loving relationships will see through this. And, you know, maybe you'll be drawn to listen to this show today. So it's, it's about tearing things down right now and walls down, okay? We're, we're opening doorways, okay? And sometimes they don't have doors that open. Sometimes we have to rip the drywall down. You know, it says here, selecting the walls you want to tear down. So it's, it's new, new gateways. So there's, there's, there may not be doorways there, okay? So it's it's about wanting to know what you should tear down and what, you know, say you have had a really destructive relationship and you haven't had the strength to be able to leave that relationship. Maybe this is a time that you can do that. So taking on projects that require passion and intensity help to direct Mars and Scorpio energy constructively. You know, I'm going to go back in the chat room and um, see if anybody has any questions. Um, I do see that somebody's called in. So um, anyway, I'll just see if this is Diana. Okay. Hello? Hi. Radio. Yeah. This is Diana. Hello, Diana. How are you doing? I'm fine. It's 97 degrees, feels like 106, and I found a quiet space. I've been listening to you, but you didn't notice I was here. I do have no, no, I, I, I did, I did notice, and I, I thought it was your number, and I really, I'm glad you called in because you know I've been talking about you know that kind of Scorpio Mars energy just now because it's important, and you know yeah. a oh, lot of us. Everything you said is important. Just yeah, let everybody um, know everything you said today is very important. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but you know. There have been many of us that have been talking about what has been going on for so long, and many of us have taken flack because of it. And I know that it, you personally have taken a lot of flack, and it, it, it has kind of, in a way, destroyed your life in some ways. But in other ways, it hasn't. But well, I, I wanted you to be able to share... You know, There's not a lot I can share because of the retaliation still. I was a registered nurse for 32 years. Before that, an LPN for five, and before that, a nurse today for two. And then once I became board-certified holistic and got my ND degree, 
I was above the radar, and they went straight for just causing me problems with the Board of Nursing. Non-stop until I quit. So I quit nursing in 2009 and um, had a, a little pension I've been living on, like 360 a month. Now it's 440 a month. This month I'm old enough to start the 62-year-old Social Security, so I'm waiting on that to happen. But I'm older and like, okay, like you were talking about the purging, it's true. My skin is purging, and it's mad. So I have to do the hope of own a prayer if anybody, you know, I love you, skin. Please forgive me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I love you. Please forgive me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then I've got all these potions I'm making up to help the skin because of the heat that I'm putting it through, what I'm living in at my age, and what it's having to purge. So it is definitely, and, and I was born with the cancer moon. So uh, the purging of the skin, yeah, that, that's Did you a say you were one. born in cancer? Is that what you just said? Cancer moon at birth. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have Virgo rising. And, so uh, that's real feminine energy. A, I was supposed yeah. to be a Taurus. I really never got that. You know, and didn't fit Virgo rising. Yeah. So I did ask last year when I had a birthday. I'm going to embrace the Taurus. I never got to have. Could you show me the Taurus? Could I be in the Taurus and add it to what I've always been? And uh, I end up back on the road again. I don't know where my home is. I know. Well, we're gonna put an intention out that that things get better for you. That you'll be able to have a stable home. And, you know, those sorts of things. Before, before I die, I would like to get inside, actually, because this is too harsh for a 62-year-old who, who has, you know, I'm not 25 anymore. Although I am in ways much younger. People think I'm younger, and it's because I act younger. But I have found freedom being out here. I'm not saying not that I haven't. But all yeah. those years of everything I did in nursing and for people, you you know they say that what you do you get back. Well, you ha- I have a tendency to not believe that. And well, this I'm is sorry, kind of a strange realm, right? I don't a lot of spiritual things I don't believe now. So it's probably I I, I call it the mind control spiritual agenda of the Pleiadians. So they knew it all and they passed it through a lot of people who are channeling. But how can we be that perfect and always believe it and always be there and always be holding? See, I'm also an NLP certified life coach and a naturopathic doctor mm-hmm. and always holding space for people, always, and, and always doing for and not charging. And it's mm-hmm. like I would love for somebody to pay for a hotel room for just one night so I can have a mm-hmm. cold shower and get out of the heat. I'm thinking today I'm probably going to have to buy some some ice. Get in the back. I have a pool in the back, but you don't know they get cracked in these little pools, so I can't uh, fill it up with water. Take some ice and all my clean sheets and just get back there. And what? Lay down with the ice and meditate. Oh come on, yeah. world! Did you when, did you ever read? Now Sylvia Brown, people laughed at her, but she did research her books. Everything she mm-hmm. wrote about, she did research. So her mystical okay. traveler books. I would like to tell her she was a little bit off on the mystical traveler because, you know, she gives you the vow, she talks about Jesus and all that. But she says, and there are now in-house mystics who will be ready to house you when you need that rest. 
I have to write a book. Sylvia Brown, you were wrong about the in-house mystics. So uh, my challenge is challenge somebody. I would love to challenge somebody to help someone who's board certified. Holistic. That's a master's degree level test, a $700 test. It's not like mm-hmm. you can just walk in and take it because you took a weekend seminar. You had to be a registered nurse. Your master's degree came from my holistic school, not from nursing. But you had to be a yeah. registered nurse. And it was a six-hour board, sound healing, what type of nursing, all that stuff that you have to do. So uh, for a person who has this problem, what meditation are you going to do? What chakra are you going to work on? What are you going to teach them to do? You know, you really had to do a lot. And, and sound healing. Know your stuff, right? that. So, um, I'm going to tell you something really funny right now. Sorry to yeah, interrupt so, you. I'm going to tell you something really funny. There was another caller on the line. That caller's disappeared, and you're on two lines at the same time. Cool. Well, maybe I'm holding space for the other And then there's, uh, there's an earth, <laughs> and then there's these arrows around the earth. I've never seen that before on, on my well, studio a, thing. I am very anyway, much of earth. I, it's, nature I, I, is, I'm just telling you that, you know, like this should be impossible, but I've I've had it happen where I've done stuff like this before, but you're actually on two lines at the same time. Well, I'm probably holding space for the other person, which is what I've done all my life. You know, like, like you're the plow, you've done it as much as I have. You're the plow for them. You plow the way. You you sow the seeds. You you get the lights ready, and there, and then they get to walk right into the heaven of what you did. Well, I'm going to so, make them dig through the walls, though. <laughs> so hopefully, whoever it was, whatever the question they had was answered. If well, I, does, yeah, I, I was going to actually go to the line, but um, okay, I'm going to do something really strange here. Okay, I'm going to mm-hmm. click this thing and see what happens. Can you still hear me? Still hear you? Yeah. Yeah. So now you're on both lines. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. So I don't know how that happened, but anyway. Um, what you I wanted to, to ask you to do today, if you can. The divine is on one of those lines with me. Pardon me? The divine is on one of those lines with me. Yeah, you know, she sure me. is. The divine in me is there. Mountain Diva is on one line and Diana Charmaine is on the other. But you know, maybe <laughs> you're in two realities at the same time. Like I've done that where I've, you know, been on, I had two different, I shouldn't have been able to be on two different lines at the same time, but I've I've done it too. But you know, okay. that's just showing you're in fifth dimensional consciousness and the other consciousness, you're in both consciousness I, I, yeah. at the same time. I've been fifth density for a long time. In fact, I don't believe that you need to yeah. stop at fourth because the things that may not no, go I well so in fourth. Fourth density still holds whatever... Mm-hmm. You know, whatever bad guys are still left, they can do fourth density, but but we they can't go to fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth like we can. So it's best if you just because I stopped in fourth density for six years to make the the earth a better, the world a better place. <laughs> That's what tired me out. So just skip to fourth if you got the power, go straight to fifth density or fifth yeah. dimension. So you want, did you have a question? I only have well, like three boxes. I don't see anybody has a question, but I could ask people who are listening or who um, are on the computer. Um, if they have a question or would like some cards drawn by Diana, would you call in? That number is 646 200 And um, 
Anyway, but what maybe what we could do right now is draw cards for the earth, you know, for the collective, for humanity. Okay, my cards. What do you are think Archangel. of that? Well, we'll just okay. see what they say because I have archangels, and you know, there are some people who who are mostly staying around fourth density who came up with this big thing that archangels are archons. That's absolutely not true. I want everybody to know the archangel energy is here for you to help you, the you who are working because archons are bothering you. And, and so in that way, those people who are telling you archangels are archons can keep you away from it. It's one of those ways to divide you from the divine. So just, just be can aware. Can you explain you start, archons to people then? I don't think there's well, just a few of the people. You probably know about it better than me. Aren't they? Now, see, I would... Archons are supposed to be the bad thought energies that get lodged in your system that you don't purge, and so that's what makes you OCD and all that kind of stuff, and and stay in your shadow instead of going to the light, and they just uh, yeah, are they there they do something with the you, energy right? to kind of um, they feed off of it. Yeah, and you they know, block it, you. It's in the other lower do. density. So it, it, yeah. what I will say is if. Humanity gets himself in prayer and higher density, like, you know, they call it the shift. Shift in consciousness. Yeah. Those beings can't do anything. Even by yeah. you not you being aware, they can't do anything. I don't anything. think that you even need to bother with that lower type. That that I call fear-mongering, when people just yeah. want to tell you all the bad things that could happen. That's kind of, that's fear-mongering. So, you know, and it is good first thing in the morning to be all is well and your best positive affirmation. Pull yourself back to it. I just tell people to make cue cards. If you have an OCD thought that you don't like it, write that down and then rewrite it as what you would have wanted to think. Yeah, that's because, what I've done. And then you just pull out your cue cards and, and read them to yourself. Yeah. The same one. They call it cognitive therapy. Oh, that's what, okay. I don't have a name for all mine, but I remember them just because, uh, you know, Wayne Dyer mostly. I did that with my patients, too, when I was a nurse. I did that. Oh, okay. So you did some cognitive therapy. So what therapy. do the archangels say? They say it's okay to do that? Um, it's, what, to be positive? Yeah, that's on the all, all is well. Just know that everything is happening at the time it's supposed to be happening, and in your life all is well. So that's the first card I pulled. So that's more or less like, okay, we you have worked really hard for the changes, and so have I, and, and we have to shift. Shifting might be hard, but you need somebody to guide you like you or I or someone who has the experience to guide you. You also uh-huh. have to hold out your hand. You have to meet the energy. You know, if someone's going to guide you, then you take those steps. It's so, it, like if you spend an hour with somebody and just to baby step them through something and they don't do it and they continue to take up your time and, and cry and tell you how horrible their life is, then that's not right. That's not them meeting you halfway. Because if they're not, and they're not paying you anyway, so financially, <laughs> Okay, in energy, show the person the faith that you have to take the step that they gave you. So that first one that you said was cognitive therapy, all is well. If you're saying all is not well, then you need to make yourself a two-card 
that's just mm-hmm. all is well. When you well, do the shift, you're going to meet. You're going to meet your freedom. When you do the yeah, shift, you know, get yourself out of the programming that has been here on this planet. It's 3D programming that keeps humanity into that consciousness, right? Yes, I, and I have wished. Well, that's what, I why you, you're talking about this thing, because you're trying to I, help people realize they don't have to think those thoughts. Thoughts are just um, thoughts. They're not, you know, the past has already happened, right? So it's not a reality anymore. I mean, the memory is a reality because we have memory, right? So it's it's seeing beyond that, seeing what we really have within us, that who we really are. Yes. The past makes a good book. But if you're going to tell someone that past story as as you're talking to them, they give you some, something to do to help you with it. They come right back with the same kind of story. But this, but that, but this, no, this, no, that. It's They're hanging on to the past. If you just write your book, write your journal, and then get out of it, mm-hmm. you're fine. You're going to be fine because uh, the more you hang on to the past, you rewrite the same story. Do you really want mm-hmm. to live that past? You know, I'm I'm to the point. Do you know George Casavales? He's kind of an odd yeah, person I've heard like of him, me. Yeah. yeah, I've listened yeah, to a he, few of his videos. He he changes his mind, you know, as the years go by. He was very spiritual, believing every little spiritual teaching we've had and hanging on to it. And then he changed his mind, and now he's back. But he uh-huh. doesn't he doesn't hold on to an outcome. He's not connected. He's not, and that's how I am. And people are like, "What do you mean?" I ask for signs, I follow the signs. I let spirit guide me, I follow the guidance. I'm shifting into some sort of guidance. I just don't know where my home is right now because I was kind of like called back here to help my daughter. And now she's on her feet and she's back with her father, so she doesn't need me to help her anymore. So here I am. <laughs> okay. And I, I hear songs. I don't know if you do, but after, after yeah, I, I dream, I might. I might hear something for a minute when I first wake up, really clearly hear it, mm-hmm. or 20 seconds. And if I don't write it down, mm-hmm. then I forget it. And, and yesterday, we were, as soon as I got up and got into my first location, I was hearing the song, Used to Be Your Town. So I'm taking that as, I'm going to get to leave here soon. If this used to be my town, because this is where I raised my children, then it used to be. That means it's in the past. So I'm looking forward to uh, the next direction. Of course, when you're South Florida, the only direction is to go north, which is six-hour drive. But they can uh, tell me if there's somewhere on the way I need to stop. Like, I'm probably going to stop in St. Pete and visit um, uh, the lady from from Raising Vibrations. If I could get Mm -hmm. there right now, if I had the money to get there right now, then she'd have me, but... So I'm going to stop that so I know that shifting. Oh, I'll end it with this. I did a little song, and then this came to me when I, was in, when I was in California. I was having a good time. I had harder times than I'm having now, and I was having a good time. I was always positive. But I had mm-hmm. this song, this to twisting. So get up and dance. Twisting, twisting the night away. It would be shifting, shifting, shifting the night away. Heave ho, everybody's shifting now. Heave ho, we got so much more to grow. Heave ho, let's get on this uh, whatever, uh, one, two man show. <laughs> Heave ho, we're shifting the you sound night like away. like a cheerleader there. 
Yeah, so I was all about shifting, and then I shifted my anger out then. Because uh-huh. anger is sometimes the first thing you have to shift out when you wake up. And I woke up probably a dozen times before I finally said goodbye to nursing, goodbye to the bullshit, goodbye to my family, goodbye to people that don't believe in me, goodbye to people who hurt my feelings and, and make fun of me, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. So I had to forgive everybody and shift. So all that stuff's important, too. It really is important to forgive and to shift, and I don't know what I was leading to. But I think we've we've covered all as well. So um, Archangel Michael is always there to for um, letting go of the cords. People will act like, oh, but they're afraid to do that. Well, well then you're just afraid. You're afraid that, that uh, you're not going to live life with a man that beats you up all the time because you won't cut the cords. So sometimes it's rather harsh. How you have yeah. to help people. And that's you, what I mentioned. Help. It's not an easy time because you might have big changes happen once you release yeah. that energy. Yeah. And they and they'll feel better. I mean, people are afraid to be alone, but they, yeah, I think they'll feel better when they're not with someone who's beating them up. And and that's one of the things that. Men have to do is stop beating up women, you know. Maybe women have to stop beating up men. Maybe people do Well, they're beating their own feminine side. Yeah, they, they, they're just, people are just going to have to leave what's not working. Because well, that's going to be happening a lot. So. They don't have to leave forever, though. Yeah. But just, you know, leave what's not working if that other person goes and grows up, which I call it growing up, but, you know, that means everything else too um, and they meet again on the road someday it may be the right time so everything there are miracles there's possibilities that you don't even know about All, like okay that's your door I overdid the door thing I um, opened the door of everything I went into the door of everything but, but but then when I came back on a, a meditation that I do on some of the other shows is I'll teach people how to um, open their heart chakra and then there's a door behind their upper heart chakra get the key out actually put that key in and open the door wide go mm-hmm. inside go inside and then when you're done come back walk your door and, and come back you know and then go up your throat chakra and do the same thing there's a door behind your throat chakra so we're just talking about energy now there's a door behind your yeah. third eye open all your doors as many doors as you want to open and allow the energy to come to you of what it is mm-hmm. that you're asking for because if you're just asking for something but you're not allowing it to come to you then um I don't know. What do you do? You're just asking. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to finish that sentence. So allowing just to be energy, receptive to that energy, right? And just allow it to come to you. And that's what Stargate meditations are too. You allow mm-hmm. the unicorn energy to come to you. Allow. Mm-hmm. Don't hop on a unicorn. Follow another person who's telling you everything. <laughs> follow me. I know everything. You know. Don't follow another person's path. Go inside yourself and find your path and allow the energy to come to you. You want to experience unicorn energy, allow the energy to come to you. Don't mm-hmm. follow, you know, it's like it's, it, times are a little bit hard, aren't they? When we're telling people to go inside and find your path instead of following yeah. me. Because they're <laughs> because, so used to being told what to do. And, and these yeah. are times where humanity is going to 
just, you know, and it, it's like being a teenager. They're going to start rebelling. I, I've noticed it. People before that never did that that I've known, and they ask me my opinion, and I say, do you really want it? And I help them because I can actually bridge, you know, gaps, and I can do things very quickly. And it's like, no, I don't want to do that. And I said, well, you know, then what do you want? And they basically don't really know what they want, but they know they want to look for it themselves. But they just want the opinion. They just want, it's like they don't want the answers. They just want, um, yeah, and I think, well, it's really starting to happen. So they're learning, you know, um, but my energy is sort of giving them baby steps. I, I believe that. So I don't react oh, with it. I, I For a while I thought, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you know, and then I realized, you know, because of the signs that I was seeing and, and, you know, opening myself up into eternal time, it just it all came to me what was going on. And that's why I'm talking about it on this show. You know, that why people will be really, and my energy ruffles their energy, right? It opens kind of like, it's like uh, oh, yeah. you go up to somebody and you tickle them, or you, you know, I have, I, I'm the finger, uh, the fingertips of the divine energy, so I'm, my uh-huh. my fingertips are going to go up and tickle people and wake them up, you know, tickle them around the eyes and and that sort of thing, and they can feel it. So, yeah. and but it's doing they, it's uh, doing something. It's changing people. Well, the divine energy is changing within. Gas. Pardon me. Some people just immediately react by throwing up their trash. Oh, I've been so bad. I had three abortions. I, and, you know, it, what is it? They think that when they wake up, they have to confess? because. Well, what oh, happens you know, is all that stuff comes out, and they don't know where it's coming from. I've heard people say to me, they'll start telling me stuff, especially lately, and they'll go, I don't know why I never thought of that for like 70 years. I've had like 90-year-olds say to me, I ha- I've haven't thought of that in seventy years. Why am I saying that to you? And I said because you're cleaning. You're, it's coming to the surface. You're releasing it. But you know, in a way, it's good to talk about it. Like a friend of mine. Well, yeah. Was, like I. What's that? I just said, yeah, it is good when you have somebody who let you talk. Some of the psychics won't even let people talk, and and that pretty much uh, throws them off, and then it's a long time before they'll try to wake up again. So I would like yeah. to see the energy of everybody just just to go ahead and try to wake up and find your, you know, meditate, go inside, do the baby steps and read Diane's Facebook and that type of stuff instead of relying on people who are uh, – just going to make you feel worthless because you're talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> you are safe. That's another one. Well, you know, I some things people call. talk about, I'm like, oh, if anybody else heard this, they'd be, you know, like they would not They would be like really disgusted. Some of the things people yes. tell me, but I know, you know, it's all about forgiveness and self-forgiveness. And then, you know, and they're talking about it. important, too. You have to love yeah. yourself and forgive yourself, right? Because yeah. loving yourself is important. But but Archangel Michael, I just threw the card that goes with what you're talking about. It's we have a new card now? Lower. Yes, you are safe. I am protecting you against lower energies and guarding you, your loved ones, and your home 
So if anybody's afraid to wake up and and, and immediately think all the horrible things are going to happen to them, try to first think positive, do your positive cue cards, but know that you're safe. So that, and this is Archangel Michael. Archangel Michael Mm -hmm. has um, really protective energy. He has a lot to say lately too, right? Doesn't put up with bullshit though, and that goes along with it. I've been hearing that word a lot lately. <laughs> Don't oh, take a bullshit because if you, you know, it, you really have a path that you can do, you can root Archangel Michael in yourself. You can have those wings for yourself. That way, mm-hmm. instead of reacting, which I had to learn really hard, the hard way on the reacting thing, instead of reacting, mm-hmm. you already know you've got Archangel Michael's wings. You just, saw, I just hold up my hand and let the blue light come out of my hand or the gold light or whichever one I want, and it, and send it straight into their heart. I you've heard yeah. me say for 24 hours nonstop, like a fireman's hose, I'll connect it to your heart chakra. So don't mess with me because once I connect the divine to you and set an amount of time and a flow right for the this golden light to come into your heart chakra, then it's up to the divine, it's up to the most high God, it's up to uh, Mother Earth, it's up to whatever is supposed to go on. And I just leave the scene. So sometimes when people are messing with me, I it's almost like Archangel Michael is saying, okay, well, wasn't didn't that happen somewhere in the Bible where you had to, somebody held their hands up over a city? It's kind of like that. Only you just don't stay there anymore. You just connect the divine to a person and say goodbye. Well, you <laughs> know, if people are being nasty, you have to, you know, walk away from it. You yeah. know, you don't. If you if you allow yourself to be abused, that's not a good thing, right? For anyone, I'm talking about. No, it's not a good thing for anyone. And for mm-hmm. the, there are people who know that they're abusing. And if someone is saying, that's emotional abuse, what you're doing to me is emotional, and, and they get all tough and rude with the person, those, I would love to see those kind of people wake up and grow up and, 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 and do some, <laughs> some work. Because why, yeah. do they have, why do they have to hurt a person emotionally? And um, my mother has a lot of excuses in life because she was physically abused, because this, because that. You don't even know how bad it could possibly be. You know, you get to these PSCT people who take advantage of the term, and I don't know. See, see you have more work than well, I do. Well, it's, it's what they have I, to deal I, with. Uh-huh. You've got more work left than I do because I kind of uh, left that... Um, um, you know, I don't. Sorry, there's a big truck coming through. Um, <laughs> I just okay. kind of left. I just kind of left that. If I, if you want me to mute you, mute me. You can talk for a while, or if you want me to see what one more card, and then I'll shut up. Because I keep going. <laughs> oh, passion. No, no. I, yeah, I, I'd oh, love it if you did another card. Passion. Yeah. This is a beautiful yeah. card. It's almost like um, really nice. She's this handheld dress. And um, kind of like a tapestry. And she's got, she's carrying a sword too, so she must be working with Archangel Michael. Who is that? Um, Haniel, H A N I E L. Trust and follow your renewed passion. 
even in your love life or in your career, what you have created, that passion. So that makes sense process. with what you already yes. said. Yeah. And talk to Daniel when you're doing things. Wow. Well, humanity is going to go through a lot of big changes, or they already are. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There's a lot of people working out on these big trucks. You know, I can mute myself if you want to talk for a few minutes. You want me to do that? Sure. And, and can you go? Are you somewhere co- cooler? Are you in a hot area? Oh, oh no. I've got, I actually got here. I Well, you know, like the other thing, always say I've got my parking place. Well, I'm by two trees, the tree in front of me and the tree beside me. So well, um, Somebody else one is other calling. Thing. Would you like would you like just to wait for a minute? Oh. Maybe they have a okay. question well, for if you. Can, if you can stand the noise, I was just trying to be polite. Okay, if yeah, you can yeah. Noise, uh, you've I said a lot say. of really great things. Okay, well, we're going to get this okay. area code 917. If I can get it going. Here. Area code 917. This is Earth Angels Radio, Diane speaking. Hello? Did you realize you pressed the queue? Maybe they're afraid to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, or maybe they don't realize that um, they I'm just drink water. Maybe they don't realize that I ha- they they had pressed um the the question mark. Um, oh, maybe they're just okay. listening. Well, I got a card anyway. Uh, well, maybe do 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 a card for them if they don't I want did. to talk. Um, oh, for I that got person? Samuel. I got Archangel Samuel, that's C-H-A-M-U-E-L. Your, mm-hmm. your life purpose is triggering a blessed career change. This angel is wearing gold necklace that has a rose over her heart, and she has a halo, and she's got white wings and gold hair, and she looks very professional. So wow. if you are... If you're if you're thinking about a career change, then Shamuel is there to help you. See, so wow. you could also look up Shamuel too on the internet or YouTube. YouTube has a lot of the sounds. The right so this person sounds. might be open to a new um, field or a new type of career. Yes, and a lot of people are open to change. They just are afraid. Afraid they're going to be living in on the road like me <laughs> until it really happens. You now know that you're worthy. Look for everybody. Look in the mirror. I am worthy, and then of what you're asking for, and believe hmm. it. When you when you look in the mirror, you're looking in your eyes. You're talking to your soul, I believe, and so mm-hmm. it it really gets ingrained in you. You are worthy. How many times do you talk? Hear someone tell you they can't because they're they're they they don't feel like they're worth it. That still gets to me that people don't feel worthy. So I just want to challenge everybody. I don't even have a mirror right now, but I used to. And I was telling my daughter over the phone this one day, go look in the mirror, and I was telling her everything to say, <laughs> two or three times, two or three things, and the cat. Walked into the room with the mirror, climbed up the ladder, and sat in front of the mirror. That cat wanted to show me he knew what I was saying to my daughter. So sometimes <laughs> I, it, was, it was funny, and he never did it again. But while yeah, I was, funny. I told her go look in the mirror, and he and the ladder I guess was there to change the light bulb. 
climbs right up to there and looked at it. So your animals can help you too. But look in the mirror. Hold your animal if you want to while you're looking in the mirror. And just, I am worthy. You need to, you gotta feel worthy right now. Don't you have to feel worthy? You went through a Saturn. Uh, I remember going through that. You went through a, um, what, what my did Saturn you call return. that? Yeah, that's and my I second Saturn return. Yeah, because Saturn backed up and then came back. And I said, thank you very much. <laughs> You had to go through it twice. You might, I thought you were younger than me. Oh, you might be my age if you've been to that and returned to your age, yeah. <clears throat> All right. I look a so lot younger we, than I am. We kind of have the same kind of path, though, being that nurse that um, worked in intensive care and, and all that and didn't get thriving on it. People would call you, like, what do we do? Oh, walk into a room, somebody's laying in a pool of blood. And everybody's upset. What do you? Did you call so and so? Go get see this. You know, let's do this, and let's get started. And it's like, and you're so calm while everybody yeah. else is freaking out. Yeah, that sounds but like me. That happens to people who've been nurses for a long time. I don't think that the you know the short-term nursing person who really doesn't fit in right and who's just in it for money to start with. That, that they end up having that happen, but that happens to people like you and me, who, and you being holistic as well. So it's um, there's a lot of psychology too. The psychology that we learn has come yeah, back. Yeah, I worked too. in psychiatry too. I was a nurse therapist, so I've done a lot of that. <clears throat> I did too. I've become the wise woman. Yes, you have, and so I'm wise. Me too. Yes, we have. I would say we need to say we are working. I got Breeze, and this might be for you because you're coughing. Raphael is wearing his <laughs> 70s headband, his green headband with his parted wavy head. And it says, take several deep breaths and exhale slowly to awaken your energy and to release old patterns. It's still true, just like it was back then. In every, where, everywhere we worked, breathing was important. After teach people before and after surgery, and um, teach people when they're having their psychotic episodes. Take a deep breath. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Well, you know, humanity's going through changes. They're going to have to deal with what happens when cha- big change comes. Right? So, it's not easy. Um, with, it's not going to be easy, and a lot of people are choosing to go ahead and die. Um, I know That's people who people have come up with cancer, but I'm here also to tell you that if you look for it, you're going to find it. Cause they are going to find it. They they have all the right blood tests and and whatever they need to say you've got cancer. So be very careful when you go looking for something. But sometimes I know a friend. We did a reading for him a, a few weeks back um, that has cancer, and he created it because he doesn't want to be here. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. If they don't want to be here, and um, I know that there's one person who, who this week found out, and um, I didn't get a good feeling when she was in surgery. Of course, she didn't yeah. know um, before surgery. But she had cancer, but her bone broke before she fell down. 
that's a big sign that you're in a late stage of cancer, especially especially if you've had chemo for something like ovary cancer to begin with. So, um, oh, wow, the police cars are here. So I don't know what's going uh-huh. on, but I hope it's, oh, they're Well, you, maybe you should be aware of what's going on there. But um, thank you so much for calling in. If you want to stay and listen, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about stuff, but... That was yeah, a good card reading for that person, area code 917, you know, um, to help them. Well, that's good. It's good for everybody. It's good for everybody. And, you know, it's like almost like a reading for humanity, a continuation of the reading that you were doing before, right? And yeah. it, it ties into everything I talked about. So, you know, we all um, key into that divine energy. And, um, you know, we know what humanity is going to be experiencing or what they have experienced and what they're going through and we're here okay okay um well, diana I'll, I'll talk to you later but i'll keep you on the line and um you just keep listening just, or yeah. if you have to go I'll you go my, i'll mute myself no they're, they're not looking for me but they're looking for somebody so obviously <laughs> somebody probably stole something you know that happens at walmart but, but it's good to be aware, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. People steal steal and get in a lot of trouble, so be careful. Don't steal if you don't have to. I mean, you can get in a lot of trouble for the rest of your life for stealing. I'm going to mute myself now. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for calling in, Diana. Okay, bye-bye. It was always fun. Bye. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Diana is is a lot of fun, and you know she's had some challenges, and um, put the intention out that, um, and put her in your prayers that she find a place and you know um, be safe. Um, I wanted to talk about. Um, I was going to get back about. We were talking about time and space, <clears throat> and those sorts of things. But um, you know, recently, well, a few years ago, they found this. Uh, the Manas, and they're a type of spaceship that had been written in um, the Hindu texts and those sorts of things. And in crystallinks.com, they have, you just Google crystallinks.com and the Manas, V-I-M-A-N-A-S, and they have a whole thing on about it because um, I know that in, I think it was in Afghanistan, they found one not that long ago, and eight people just disappeared when they touched it so the thing is if you see things and you don't understand the technology you know don't touch it when i was uh living in coal lake alberta my girlfriend and i were walking through the woods and we saw what looked like we thought it was a snowmobile but it had a little bubble over the top of it and then we realized that you know it was something more than that and then we saw these palladian like people so I won't get into the story because I've talked about it before, but, you know, there was an abduction, not of me because I took off, but my friend disappeared for a few hours. And then she had a lot of problems um, with brain tumors and stuff like that over the years. So anyway, there's a lot of radiation around these things. So it, it, it says here in 2012, evidence of unexplained ancient aircraft can be found across the planet in areas where major civilizations once thrived, so they actually found some of them. And one of them was in Afghanistan. The physical evidence of alien intervention in human history is undeniable. 
And they have, you know, a, a little site called The Ancient Astronaut Theory, seeks to explain alien presence in the past, linked with ancient aircraft and reported landing strips, you know, in places like India, Egypt, and um, Mesoamerica, you know, like you've, from the air they can see. It looks like landing strips and pictographs and meso- me- megalithic monuments describe human interaction with these entities, allowing those in our timeline to piece together what happened in the past that shapes destiny today as human. Humanity evolves beyond this consciousness uh, hologram. They even have a picture of it, you know, with the batteries and how it's the air things and how it flew. It's like a half dome. You know, if you took an ice cream cone and they turned it the other way, you know, upside down, and it had propellers on it. They even have pictures of it. So, the the mana is a word with several meanings, ranging from temple to palace to mythological flying machines described in Sanskrit epics. References to these flying machines are commonplace in, you know, Indian texts. Even in the Bible, there's places that they describe these things. And they use them in their warfare, it says here in the ancient texts. And as well as being able to fly within the Earth's atmosphere, the manas were also said to be able to travel into space and travel underwater. Descriptions in the Vedas and the later Indian literature detail the manas of various shapes and sizes. So in the Vedas, the sun and the Indra and several other Vedic deities were transported by flying wheeled chariots pulled by animals, um, usually horses, but the Vedic uh, god Pushan's chariot was pulled by goats. So they, you know, they talk about different things. So they have two engines. Agni means fire in Sanskrit, and um, the Gaja Vimana with more engines. And I mean, Ganja means um, elephant in Sanskrit. And other types named after kingfisher, abyss, and other animals. So the words from Sanskrit seem to be by mana, apart, or been measured. The word also means part of the Hindu temple. The meaning of the word likely changed in this sequence. So an area of land measured out and set apart to be used for sacred purposes. A temple, a god's place. In Ramanya, the demon lord Ravna's flying palace called the Pushpaka. In other later Indian writings, other flying vehicles and sometimes poetic for ordinary ground vehicles. The reason I'm mentioning this is because, you know, lately there have been articles that have been coming to the surface about them going to release, um, you know, information about these ships. So, you know, whether they do it or not, time will tell, right? So the Buddhist book, Vimasiyu, uses the word Vimana with a different meaning, a small piece of text used as inspiration for a Buddhist sermon. So Sanskrit texts are filled with references to gods who fought battles in the sky using Vimanas. But apparently they found a few of them on the earth. And I, I think they found one in the Ukraine. That's why there was all that stuff going on in Ukraine for a while with the Americans being there and, you know, the Russians trying to get in there. Um, so there's a lot more going on than we, we even know. So I would, if you're interested, you know, do a little research. It, you know, they talk about other ancient crafts. Um, and I, I just wanted to touch on that. Um, 
you know, continuing on with that Indian theme, the Vedic conception of time. So these books that were written with the gods, you know, stories and different things, are kind of, you know, we look at them right now and we think, wow, you know, a lot of this technology that, you know, they had from, you know, a few thousand years ago, and they've written about it. You know, it's hard to say exactly how old these books are, but people put them at, you know, a few thousand years. So the Vedic conception of time, outside of three planetary systems, the four yugas multiplied by 1,000, comprise one day of the planet of Brahma. Um, so, you know, the, the god beings or the demigods or whatever you want to call them, or the lesser gods, um, they, their sense of time was different, okay? They didn't live, part of humanity didn't live in that sense of linear time either. So a similar period comprises um, a night of Brahma in which the creator of the universe goes to sleep. And, you know, this is what I want to talk about a little bit. I was mentioning at the beginning of the show that when the divine energy sleeps, the awakening, you know, the awakening of the divine energy takes thousands of years, even longer than that, possibly. So the creative energy really started to awaken in 2005, it has been awakening for thousands of years, right? That energy is about to awaken, and along with it, humanity is awakening. Because humanity is a reflection of the divine energy, right? You know, other beings are reflections of the divine energy too, but humanity really is. So I, I gave an example on Facebook. If you slept eight hours, the divine energy would sleep up to millions of years, you know? So... It's a, it's a time, and then the divine energy always has one eye open. And creation happened when the divine energy was asleep. And, you know, the god beings and the jinns were created when um, the divine energy was asleep, right? And then it was a period of time when the, um, you know, the divine energy awoke, and then humanity was created. And prior to the divine going to sleep, the original ones were created. So, you know, there may have been DNA manipulations, but humanity is have been around for a long time. So I will, um, what I was, yeah, um, about this Vedic, these Vedic books. Um, the time concept of modern archaeology and modern anthropology in general resembles the general cosmological historical times uh, concept of Europe's Judeo-Christian culture. So, you know, we're that's the linear time and space, right? In 3D. So it's differing from the cyclical cosmic historical time concepts of the early Greeks in Europe and in the Indians and others in Asia, the Judeo-Christian cosmological historical time concept is linear and progressive. And, you know, some people say that energy, you know, is based on the reptilian kind of energy that has been on the planet for a long time. But this time concept has been changing since this divine energy has been awakening because humanity is connected to this energy, right? So Hindu historical literatures, particularly the Puranas and the um, Itahasas, 
place human existence in the concept of repeating time cycles called yugas. You've probably heard of yugas. Kalpas, lasting hundreds of millions of years, during this entire time, according to the Puranic accounts, humans coexisted with creatures in some ways resembling the earlier tool-making homids and modern evolutionary accounts. So, you know, the original ones have been around for a long time in the original hum- humanity. So, you know, they, they, I, that's all I just wanted to let people know, that humanity is more magical and more important than they even know. And all these, you know, what Diana was talking about, getting these negative thought patterns and things like that, that's not what humanity is about. I want to talk a little bit about these yuga cycles. Each yuga cycle is composed... And this is www.forbiddenarchaeology.com, where I got, I'm getting this from, okay? So each yuga cycle is comprised of, or composed of four yugas. The first, the Satya Yoga, or Yuga, lasts 4,800 years of demigods, okay? Of, of the gods. The, their time and space is different. Okay, the second, the Trita Yuga, lasts 3,600 years of the demigods. In the third, Devapara Yuga lasts 2,400 years of the demigods. And the fourth, the Kali Yuga lasts 1,200 years of the demigods. Since the demigod year is equivalent to 360 earth years, so that's a lot of years. The lengths of the Yuga and earth years are according to standard Vashnava commentaries. Uh, 432,000 years for the Kali Yuga, 864,000 years for the Deparva Yuga, and 1,296,000 years for the Tetra Yuga, and 1,728,000 years for the Sata Yuga. So I'm just trying to read where that... um, Gives a total of 4,320,000 years for the entire Yuga cycle. 1,000 of such cycles, I was looking for the that the Kali Yuga. Uh, yeah, that's one of the ones that's smaller, believe it or not. So, um, 1,000 of such cycles lasting uh, 4,320,000 years comprises one day. So that's just one day. Okay, so one night is different. So when the divine energy sleeps, think about how many millions of years that is just having a little nap. (laughs) Okay, so Brahma, the demigod who governs this universe. A day of Brahma is also called a Kalpa. Each of the Brahma's nights last a similar period of time. So... You know, that's a lot of time to be sleeping. This is the divine infinite energy, which is different than demigod energy, okay? So that would even be more. So just to give you an idea, you know, like how much time we're really dealing with, but in eternal time, it's nothing, okay? It's like a blink of an eye. So with the onset of Brahma's night, the entire universe, they say, is devastated plunged into darkness. Um, maybe this is what, you know, these beings have been trying to do, but they have not been able to do it in this reality. But things are changing. So, you know, 
The divine energy is awake even when that energy is asleep. And it has to do with the feminine energy, okay? So, when another day of Brahma begins, life becomes manifest. So each day of Brahma is divided into 14 manavatra periods, each lasting 71 yuga cycles. Preceding the first and following each manavatra period is a juncture, a sandhaya, the length of a satra yuga, which is 1,728,000 years. So typically each manavatra period ends with a partial devastation. So, But, you know, this is supposed to be the final. You know, there there comes a time where, you know, the, the divine energy becomes manifest. And, you know, there there is not these cycles anymore. We, we go purely into eternal time. And this is what's happening. According to Puranic accounts, we are now in the 28th Yuga cycle of the 7th Manvertra cycle, the present day of of, of Brahma. So it's really hard to tell, right? To keep track of all this. This would give the inhabited Earth an age about 2 billion years. You know, when they say the Earth is, I think, 4 billion years old. Interestingly enough, the oldest undisputed organisms recognized by paleontologists, allergy fossils like those from the Gunflint Formation in calendar, or Canada, are just about that old. So I've been to... Um, golden bc and to um you know this this beautiful lake emerald lake and they have these these beings there right so although uh 453 yuga cycles have elapsed since this day of brahma began each yuga cycle involves a progression from a golden age of peace and spiritual progress to a final age of violence and spiritual degradation so people have gotten this into their head, but it's it's changing, okay? This is why I'm mentioning this. So, you know, I, I wanted to talk about this concept of time because, you know, time is created. And, you know, there was a time thing created and um, humanity have gone through this cycle, this karmic cycle for many, many years. But it, it, it's it's a false creation, like a piggyback creation onto, you know, the original creation, the divine energy. So they, you know, they have um, these the day of Brahma. Well, the night is 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 soon coming, will be soon over with. Anyway, they talk here about what Krishna meant by the beginning of creation, according to the Puranas, Vedic histories. There have been innumerable creations in the course of uh, cyclical time. The basic unit of Vedic cyclical time, Brahma, which lasts 4.32 billion years. So I think that it's also called um, the Kalpa, and it's followed by the Night of Brahma, also 4.32 billion years. So I think they in the other article it's, it was a little less time, but basically, you know that is how old the Earth is. So, but the Earth was originally called Tiamat, and it um, when it blew, there became the astro you know the asteroid belt and the the Earth that we have now. So things are different. The cycle of days and nights of the Brahma toes on for Brahma's lifetime of one hundred years, which is 
3,600 nights, equivalent to 311.04 trillion over human years. So that's that's a lot of years. But these beings um, are in another realm right now, you know, just to basically protect humanity. Um, it's all very interesting. Um, looks like Diana's still listening. Um, there was something else I wanted to read, and but you know what I will do first. Um, I was talking about this, you know, this a little bit about the skunk at the beginning, and I want to read about that because a lot of you know I was outside last night. I was watering, and I thought to myself, I said, you know what, I better be careful because I think there might be a skunk around here. It helps being intuitive and psychic, right? <laughs> but this is in Animal Speaker Ted Andrews on page three twelve. And then sure enough, I water and get the heck out of there. And then I go into the house and all of a sudden I smell this really, you know, skunk smell. And I've been kind of smelling it lately. And I know one of the neighbors had problems with a skunk under their porch. So, you know, this is on 312 of Animal Speak by Ted Anders. It's keynote, sensuality, respect, and self-esteem. So you were talking about this very sexual time when I was talking before Diana came on, you know, and it's a kind of a purging time too. So it's important that we be aware, you know, of this, this sensual time and it's year round. So he talks, you know, Ted Andrews isn't with us anymore, but he talks about this nature center where he volunteered. And as a trail uh, guide lecturer, there was a, a, um, a guide lecturer that, you know, talked about different animals. So before the skunk is brought out to be shown, the audience is made to raise their hands and repeat after the speaker, I promise not to hold my nose or go, ooh, when the next animal is brought out. (laughs) Of course, everybody usually knows by then that skunk, you know, they're going to bring a skunk out. So it's one of the most recognized mammals, but it's most misunderstood. It's a very powerful totem with mystical and magical associations. Just look how people respond to it. They show great respect for it what it can do. This is part of what the skunk teaches. It teaches how to give respect, expect respect, and demand respect. You know, I was talking about, you know, how people, they have expectations of some of us sometimes, and, you know, they don't always respect their sexuality. It's important that we respect ourselves and have integrity you know, because we're spiritual beings. You know, we're physical beings, too. So this, this skunk is just to make, you know, this more aware to people. It's noted for its spray, and, you know, it's very strong and pungent, right? Kill, but it awakens. <laughs> so maybe this is, you know, humanity's got to awaken and not in, in, a, in, in a good way. And, you know, I had, not all cases, but some cases, I had a very weird dream a few days ago <clears throat> I was walking through the woods and it was so beautiful out and then I looked down and I see this great big bottle and it looked you know like a long narrow wine bottle and it was you know and I picked it up I thought wow what what a beautiful bottle and I look in and I see these little pug dolls miniature little guys uh, sleeping and then you know when I picked it up it's kind of stirred them and they woke up and then this bigger dog kind of started attacking them and, and kind of tearing into them. And so I thought, what am I going to do? And so I took the bottle upside down, shook it, 
and then you know the all the little doggies got out but the big dog was stuck in there right and i was thinking about it i thought what the heck would that mean and i believe it means that you know humanity might have be shook up a little bit to be on their own and it might be a bit of a painful process uh, to get away from what has been really you know been here for a long time and it hasn't had the best interest for humanity and you know we've talked at the beginning of the show about um you know how things have um you know not been easy and you know the family and stuff like that may be breaking down you know you may um people may say things to you and you might not like it but to see beyond that you know all these little doggies got away and you know they ran into the forest <clears throat> but i was there to get them out of there because they could they they were sleeping they couldn't get out and so they needed to be have that little shake up to be able to get out of there so anyway this um keynote of uh sensuality and and self esteem and self respect is really important right now and it's also you know the light workers have been you know helping humanity and the original ones have been helping humanity and I would put out an intention that humanity respect that because it's all done out of love and with that divine energy. Excuse me, I got to clear my throat. <clears throat> okay. The skunk does not get out of the way of any animal. It moves along at its own speed with its own mind. It's self-assured and confident. So if a skunk has shown up, it can help you to be this way, okay? It can teach you how to be more self-assured. You know, Diana and I were talking about, you know, people having to, you know, you know, we have been there to guide them. But it's time, you know, we shake them out of the bottle and they have to assert themselves and do it their own way, okay? You know, it can't we can help, but we can't do it for you. Anyway, the natural enemy of the skunk is the great horned owl. And isn't that funny? That's the the Moloch symbol, you know, the, the the god that hasn't been so so nice, and people have been worshiping. So you know, the Satanists and that sort of thing too. So the skunk is is the opposite of this. So the owl should be studied as part of the contrary or balancing medicine of the, of the skunk. So you know, maybe you know, this, they they think it's a process that they're here to shake humanity up. It's actually part of the process. I think we can bypass that process, okay? <laughs> Gunks are fearless, but they're also very peaceful. They move slowly and calmly, and the only spray is the last resort. So they're peaceful. This is a natural way of humanity. Humanity are peaceful beings. And the, the thing is, they talk about these three stages. First, it will stamp its feet, turn its back to you. Second, it will raise its tail up as the gland it sprays is located underneath. So you may hear some noises and stuff, so if you hear it, if you see a white flash in the dark, get out, you know, when you when you can. It can spray a lot, you know, 12 to 15 feet. So, And it sprays for five to six times. So it's very irritating. It can sting the eyes, numb the senses, and it shows up a totem to, to teach us how to get more attention without being arrogant and irritating. I notice a lot of people are trying to get attention. And making themselves known, so it, this doesn't surprise me. Sometimes it shows up to help us deal with those people, you know, that are outrageous and irritating. 
So maybe you have people in your life that have been like that. So the only thing that will kill the odor is tomato juice. So those with this torta may find they have a sensitivity to tomato or need for more within your life. So you need more acidy stuff. The qualities and characteristics of the tomato should be studied as part of the the contrary or the balancing medicine associated with the skunk. So the skunk smell is one of the almost everyone can recognize. And this says links to how the skunk wakens in others a great recognition of your own abilities. And the sense of smell also has ties to sensuality and sexuality. So research is currently being conducted that reveals the various connections between fragrance and sexual response. This includes work with pheromones and studies that reveal a surprisingly similarity between the cells and response of the olfactory nerves and those within the genitalia. So the sexual, you know, hormones and different things. So fragrance has been used as an aphrodisiac. And those with skunk medicine will find that the use of the fragrance will elicit dynamic responses in those who are associated with it. People respond to the fragrances you employ. The study of aromatherapy would be helpful for those with this totem. So if you have the skunk as your totem, you know, it would be beneficial to take care of, you know, um, Therapy, you know, aromatherapy, I should say. When the skunk shows up, you can usually expect to experience stronger sexual responses to others and others' response to you. Ooh, ooh. So we'll see what happens with me. A greater ability to attract people will begin to unfold. So anyway, it's it's interesting how people respond to fragrances. They complain that certain smells drive them nuts. How often you hear people say, I wish that I knew what smell was. That reminds me of something and it's driving me crazy. So they have one litter per year of skunks with about 10 babies. Wow. They can spray. Well, I've seen, you know, little litters of skunks, and they're so cute, but you see them toddling after one another, and there are quite a few of them. This, again, reflects the intense energy levels that individuals totem are born with. In the early years, they may find extreme cycles of either repelling or being pushed away by others or drawing lots. So never alone, always alone. At 20 weeks, they're capable of being on their own. So that's pretty young. They have a lifespan of about 10 years. And this reflects the kinds of cycles ready to manifest for for those with the totem. So um, whatever you manifest may take you 10 years to do, okay? So their known care is rabies, and mothers can pass it on to the young. And it may not show up for six weeks after being born, so... Individuals with skunks as totems must learn to balance the ability to draw and repel people as a natural cycle. And it's a solitary animal for the most part. And there's, these are times for drawing people and there are times to avoid people. Finding the correct balance is what can ensure prosperity. And this is what I've been doing. But I've come off the, the roof because I'm a 6'2 in um, human design. And I've gone through my second Saturn cycle so this is a time that I make myself known so it's not a time for me to be hiding so you know I'm doing a lot of things I'm going back to school um you know still doing the shows and anyway they talk about two types of skunks spotted and striped I haven't never seen the spotted ones but the stripe are the most common it has a double stripe that runs from its head to its tail and they talk about it being indication of the active flow of the kundalini or the life force it has ties to sexual energies, too. In individuals with this totem, the kundalini is usually already active. Skunk shows up in time to amplify and teach the control and use of this life force more effectively. So 
So a lot of you know humanity might be activating the kundalini and experiencing the skunk, okay? It's just an indication of what's going on within you. <clears throat> In early metaphysics, students are taught three channels of energy that flow through the body along the spine. The ida, the pingala, and the sushumna, the moon, sun, and the balance of the two, the reflexibility of those with skunk medicine to be turned on and off the creative force and directed along several lines. Skunks are usually quite silent, so it's, it is good for those of this totem not to blow their own horns. It, it will backfire and always serve to push others away. So sit back. That's what I've been doing it. And let others do the noticing for you. So skunks are very adaptable. And this is what they, you know, those with this totem must also learn. And, you know, to be adaptable. And humanity, you know, speaking for humanity right now, they have to be very adaptable. The divine energy is really starting to awaken now. I'm really feeling it, especially over the past two days. And, you know, that in turn will mean that humanity will open up more and awaken. And I saw it in my dream, okay? So skunk can teach you when it's best to be noticed and how to go about it. Um, and most effectively, they are carnivorous, but they eat almost everything, particularly insects, berries, and fruit. And does most of its hunting at night. So, you know, the divine is in the night phase right now, in the twilight phase. So this is going to be changing. The awakening is happening. You know, the end, people say this is the Kali Yuga, or, you know, we can bypass that and just go right into the golden age. I really think that that's what humanity is doing right now. <clears throat> and, you know, there have been people that are trying to force things. You can't force things when they're changing or when humanity is shifting back to their original state of being. You know, when the skunk shows up as a totem, you're going to have opportunities to bring out new respect and new self-esteem. It indicates lessons and times associated with increased sensual, physical, sexuality, physicality, and spirituality. Examine your self-image. Remember that people are going to notice you. How they notice and remember can be controlled by you. This is what the skunk can teach. You know, I've been noticing it. You know, the other, well, not that many days ago, I had this really young guy, very persistent, and I said, well, you know, I'm old enough to be your grandmother. And he started to laugh. He says, no, you're not. But, you know, some of us look younger than we are, but it's important that we have self-esteem and respect for ourselves. And, you know, I just kind of didn't make a big deal out of it or anything like that. So... This divine energy that sleeps and has awakened, you know, the divine energy has one eye open. You know, when they talk about the one eye, you know, they may have bored that, but that's what I see with the divine energy. So when the cat's away, the mice will play. So these beings that were banished to another realm have been trying to get back, but humanity are magical beings and they're not going to let this happen. Anyway, I just want to say, I had a friend who passed away, and today's her birthday, Althea Young. And, you know, I saw this picture on her wall <clears throat> for her birthday. And I'm going to keep talking because the show's, you know, almost up. But birthday wishes for you, you know, in paradise. And it shows this polar bear rolling in the flowers. She loved animals. She loved flowers. She was beautiful. Aboriginal lady, you know, from the U.S., and, you know, I just want to, you know, celebrate that feminine energy. 
I found this. A friend of mine named Primo sent me this on Facebook, and it's, it was basically about the globalist families. They see humanity really making big changes, and they're not reacting the way they used to react, the way they've been, quote-unquote, programmed. So, you know, I'm going to still talk about this. Um, I'm going to just take a look at the, the, the article, because I, I, I just briefly took a look at it. And this is... Um, Benjamin Fulford.net. So B E N J A M I N F U L F O R D.net. And they talk about geopolitical news and analyst. But, you know, this Benjamin posted this. Um, he talks about the Kazaran Mafia, and this K A Z A R I A N Mafia, which is you know, the Rothschild families and those different families and the royal family and all that other stuff. Um, This mafia defeats uh, certain as a rebellion spreads in the UK, uh, you know, in the, um, you know, the United uh, European, you know, the the, um, Britain left, um, you know, this uh, European Union thing and the U.S., you know, people in the U.S. are starting to speak out. So, basically, this person talks about this tyranny and controlling humanity. Maybe that was a big bulldog I was seeing in that bottle. It's very close. And they talk about the, the, the top families, and everybody knows them. You can go and take a look at this, because I don't really want to get into it. You know, I don't want to focus on it. But after... They said by July the 10th, they want to reach a peace agreement with the people of the planet. And if they don't do that, apparently somebody has a bounty of $100 million each, payable in gold. So it doesn't sound too good for them. So we're hearing that there is vicious infighting and arguing going on within these families, okay, to what to do about the situation and it says here about this newsletter was about to go online. We were contacted by one faction of the Rothschilds, and the meeting with the White Dragon Society represented is now being arranged. Well, they're talking about they want to create a financial system that's good for humanity and nature, but, you know, what they've done and what they've done sneakily for humanity for so long hasn't been to the good of the planet. So I would put an intention out that humanity do it on their own, okay? Like, I've already seen signs where humanity doesn't want help. You know, even though, you know, I grabbed that bottle and shook it out and they took off, you know, those little pugs and stuff like that, you know, they they went on in, on their own. This is uh, a time where humanity needs to do that. So if you're interested, you know, um, it says this post is only viewable for paid members. Okay, but I do have it on Facebook on my wall. This person has a paid membership to it, I guess. So um, the European Union is bankrupt, and apparently this is what it says here, and its governing structure will fundamentally change. So I don't know what is going on or what has happened, but, you know, Britain has chose to move away from it. And other countries are now doing that. And um, 
it says here that the Pentagon analysts put it that the Brie exit may lead to the free exit, French exit, and the collapse of banks and different things like that. I think that, you know, from what I've seen, the signs and, and things like that uh, of financial balance, that humanity will be able to do that. So they they also talk about the likely lead to an end to the this mafia family-sponsored uh, Muslim immigration. They're They're trying to create friction and war within people okay you know they're, they're, they they have a lot they they talk about here so if you're interested you can go to my wall um you know just google my name diane buckberger and um maybe i'll put it uh, um let me just see i don't actually oh shoot i don't I, i'm going to go back and um um uh, put it to open okay Okay, and so people can actually there and public. I'm gonna put it public. So if you want to go and read it, you can read it. So I'm not, you know, sure of ex- everything that's going on with this, but you know, it's important that humanity within themselves decided that they want to work at it themselves. Okay, I just wanted to mention that. I'm going to go back to the sexuality stuff. Um, uh, There's this www.spiritual. And I've got to see how the Tantric.net, History of Sacred Sexuality, page 2. Anyway, they talk about the sexuality of Western mystics and the art of sacred sexuality during the Middle Ages. And the alchemy, you know, they were talking about the alchemy of life and all that sort of thing and God's chemistry. The lost science was said to be in the the art of transmuting base minerals to gold. Now it's understood that Western mystics were actually using a metaphor to discuss their art of sacred sexuality. So, you know, sexuality was created for humanity, okay? So it's important that um, they... Use it with respect. So they were describing, it says here, the transmutation of base sexual energy into valuable ecstatic soul level energy, okay? So it says here, the only transformer and alchemist that turns anything into gold is love. So I would, you know, if you have the time, you know, go read this article. It's it's really interesting, and, you know, it goes in a little bit more... Um, Anyway, Milton touches upon some of the themes in Genesis 1 and 2. He explains that it is possible for human partnerships to be blessed with love and that the body was created pure and that sexual intercourse is pure and undefiled as long as the soul and body are properly connected to their divine source and that human sexual love is a reflection of the greater love of the divine. So just keep bear that in mind, okay? That's why I'm mentioning it. Okay. And... Um, you know, I've just got to save something here. All of a sudden, something wanted to be discarded, so I'm just okay. Well, now I have to I have to move it back to public again. That's so funny. Okay, I did it. So 
you know, I was talking about all these different things about sexuality and the energy is showing that humanities, even how they perceive and see sexuality is changing, but in a good way, okay? Um, you know, this mercury and cancer that's going on right now, there's feelings, it's feelings, uh, you know, the the feelings at a, at a really intense level, but it has to do with the feminine energy and balancing the feminine energy. And I talked about, you know, the Scorpio, Mars energy, the balancing of that energy and how that's changing. Um, the feelings that we have within us. You know, this Jupiter and Virgo energy is pretty strong too. I think I had something written about the Mercury and, and um, the Jupiter and Virgo energy too. I wanted to do a little bit of reading on that. Um, let me just see if I can find it. Um, oh, boy. Um, I talked about the Mars, you know, um, in Scorpio energy. And anyway, that this Mars, getting back to the Mars energy, I'll talk about that uh, Jupiter and Virgo energy in a minute. Um, Mars enters Scorpio. It started January 3rd, 2016, then the quiet explosion. So this energy is pretty powerful energy. It's triggered a lot of awakening within humanity. In some ways, it's sexual. And I talked about that, you know, like a while back, about this sexual energy, but it's changing again. That's why I'm talking about it again, okay? So back, way back when, as a co-ruler of the sign and the only ruler before Pluto was discovered, uh, the cosmic warrior Mars can easily make his way through the uncanny Scorpio wetlands and his entrance in this occult realm of death and regeneration. So, you know, people that have gone through ascension go through like a death and then a resurrection. You know, there's various ones. But the third resurrection happened. And anyway, so this realm of death and regeneration on January 3rd that happened felt like a, a quiet yet liberating explosion after all the fence sitting and the subliminal social friction. So, you know, humanity opened a lot of the gateways. And, you know, I was talking about, you know, the, over the last few years about the energy expanding within humanity. Well, there's this kind of explosive energy. And, um, you know, this Scorpio new moon in November on the 11th of the 11th really triggered, you know, opening of this energy. So it's continuing. And this, you know, I talked about it when it happened originally. Raw animal behavior, you know, and people acting out and, you know, they would be doing a whole bunch of really strange things, and I saw it. Scorpio rekindles the spark of Mars, yet it tempers its wild aggression. So I just want to mention, you know, it's really been a big change. Um, anyway, it says, due to Mars 2000, and um, i got to shut this phone down so I, I don't know who's calling me. And they know I do a show on Wednesdays. So it's more, um, it, it's important because, you know, the Mars retrograde finished on the 29th. Um, and um, this Mars cycle, um, it re-entered Scorpio on May the 27th. And Mars will therefore enter this pre-retrograde shadow around 
February the 20th. So we're talking, you know, in January there was like a pre-retrograde um, shadow. Hang on for a minute. I let them know. Um, so we've been going in and out of a shadow. And um, so this, you know, has come out. So what it, what is going to, um, what does this all entail? You know, a change in humanity. And it, it's kind of a balancing of energy. So humanity is going to be more awakened. This feminine aspect of their sexuality is awakening, okay? So uh, there's a lot of uh, comments that people made on this. But I I just wanted to talk about this because um, it's important right now, okay? And there's something else that I wanted. Um, This is by uh, rosemarcus.com astrolink. And there's an excerpt from it, 2006, Gateway to the Future, okay? Um, After 11 weeks in retrograde, Mars is now on the move along. But so there's a stationary period right now, and I think today is the last day of it. So this is where people are really reflective of that feminine aspect of their sexuality. You know, um, so a lot of men are going to be looking at that aspect of themselves a little bit more. So the retrograde cycle started on April the 17th and ended on June the 29th. So perhaps the recent retrograde cycle has helped you figure out what's what and what's not. So it's like a reflective period, like the Mercury retrograde, but it's more intense, okay? But it has to do with the masculine energy. But with the Scorpio water sign and the skunk and all this other energy that I'm seeing and all the balance of all the other energy, which I mentioned at the beginning, and I will talk a little bit more about if I have time. So don't worry if you aren't quite up to full speed or you don't have sorted out yet. While Mars will now make good headway, especially July 6th with Venus, and guess what? Today's the day. So this is the day that humanity is getting a booster shot or going, you know, I was having that dream about taking a little jalopy and going in and getting it souped up and then you drive out with a Lamborghini well you're going to really start purring so and then July 10th with Mercury so Mars is linking up and July 16th with the sun so there's a lot going on it still has more momentum to build more layers to peel back more tracks to lay more revisions to make more options to consider and more strategizing to do Because Mars is all about that type of energy. You know, beings have tried to trigger stuff and it didn't work in that area where the Mars was in retrograde and that energy was pretty intense, but it didn't work. So Mars will continue to work towards completion or cementing of this current building phase through August. So Mercury, currently the ruler of half the karmic axis. So you know, this is really strong right now. Humanity is doing that purge like Diana and I were talking about, what I've been talking about on shows. It's one half of the karmic access. And people have actually flat out told me things about what they've been holding at a cellular level, you know, in lifetimes and other, you know, in this lifetime and some really stuff that's pretty frightening, okay? But no judging. 
So on July 6th, Mercury makes a superior conjunction with Sun in Cancer, okay? This is shine the light, connect the dots, news generating and mobilizing transit. So yippee hi I woke up this morning and I I didn't, you know, know all this was going on. I just, you know, the divine opens up things to me and articles appear in front of me and stuff like that. But I just knew, you know, I'm going to get up and do my happy dance today. And there's a reason. Humanity, you're getting it together finally. So if you have some place to go or some things to say, do not buy or sell. July is a good day for it. So I'll repeat that again. If you have some place to go or something to say, to do, to buy, to sell, July 6th is a good day for it. So this is a good, I'm saying a lot right now. (laughs) So it's a good day. So hopefully a lot of people will listen. Sometimes I have up to 10,000 listeners and you'd be surprised who listens to my show. So especially so as Venus and Mars, the relationship duo are also well aligned. So July 16th through the 20th, dishes up another good run of planetary alignments. So the only reason I'm talking about them is how things are mirrored within us, okay? The sun is in good shape with Mars, while Mercury and Venus now and Leah are in good shape with Saturn in Sagittarius. Wow! I'm going to be really doing the happy dance within that time. These few days can bring it together for you very well. And, you know, that's where my daughter's birthday and my sister Yvonne's birthday is. So you, Yvonne, use that energy, okay? They are great for manifesting and creating endeavors for confidence building and oral and goal reaching, okay? And I keep seeing um, this has to be an oral manifesting, which means um, you have to talk it out loud. So what I'm putting um, an intention out, and I will do at that time, between July 16th and the 20th, and as I do my prayers of light for humanity to go from fear into love, that humanity really awaken and they manifest a whole new reality. This is the creative energy, the divine energy. I felt it yesterday and today really awakening because it's mirrored through me. And I was like, wow. So I've been writing things and posting things about the divine energy awakening, really awakening. This is mirrored in humanity. So this is confidence building and goal reaching. So, you know, do and put out what you really want. The full moon in Capricorn on July 19th, which is even better energy, is flanked by Mercury's trine to Saturn on July 18th and Venus trine Saturn on July 20th. So this is a lot of amazing energy. What is solidified around this time holds promise for substantial and lasting value. If the work, the staging has been done right, this full moon can set a secure foundation and bring forward and reward for past efforts. So humanity has done a lot of work. July 19th to 20th favors dealings with those in authority with experience and expertise. These days are opportune for signing legal documents for official announcements, rulings, or undertaking, and taking back what is ours here, okay? Humanity, time to really trigger this. Several triggering planetary transits happen at the end of the month. Whoopie-doo. Yay! On July 27th, Mercury and Leo, as of August the 13th, so, you know, this is going to be a switch, will cross the degree of August, August linear eclipse, Ooh, lunar eclipse, yay, sorry, I'm so excited, 
Uranus stations retrograde on July 29th and on July 30th. So, you know, this is pretty powerful energy. Note that Mercury will be on extended stay of Virgo due to its next retrograde cycle, which happens from August 30th to September 21st. So that's going to be um, a big, you know, Mercury retrograde time. So. so recap, this is what they say here. Aim for the move along, but rather than hold on to fear, hold on to hope, hold on to love. I, I added that. Let the spirit move you, what you launch or what launches you in the first portion of this month, right now, today. You know, put the intention out because a lot of really good energy, awakening energy, creative manifesting energy is here right now. And then between those dates in July, you know, the 16th and the 20th, more of it's coming. And then towards the end of July, even more of it's coming. So yippee-ki-yo, you know, and then anyway, so you can go back and read this or listen to what I've already said. Go back and listen to it again. So it's all about going from fear into hope and then into love. We're humanity's really bridging big changes here. Let the spirit move you. What you launch and what launches you in the first pers- portion of the month will produce something of significance by the full moon. If it's your time to ease up, then do so. If it's your time to heal, to repair, to re- prepare, then do so. If you don't know how to play it next, keep on research mode try something new on for size and a new level of security or comfort will found that will allow yourself to explore and open up to the moment so july the 11th venus advances into leo murky does the same on july the 13th and that is a very significant day for me okay and that's when i that's the day that 500 day of the prayers of light happens and the sun treks into leo on the 22nd all three increases creative potential so there's a list of things that are happening this month, so it's the list of it. And so if you meet with this month and the next couple of months, remember the time is advancing on the karmic clock. So clear that karmic stuff out so you can come along with humanity in the awakening. So what is destined for you will naturally unfold. Don't be lazy, though. You have important work to do. So as I mentioned before, the new moon in Cancer happened July the 4th. And then the full moon in Capricorn is happening on July 19th. July 7th, Juno into Scorpio, which is, you know, tomorrow. And July the 10th, Venus into Leo. July 13th, Mercury into Leo. July 16th, Kairos into Taurus. And July 20th, Eris stations retrograde. July the 22nd, Sun into Leo. Vesta into Cancer is on the... 25th and then july 29th uranus stations retrograde so a lot's going on july 30th mercury into virgo so anyway so it says dates to watch is july the 3rd 13th 16th 18th 20th 22nd 27th 29th and 31st so you know like i said those are a lot of important dates for me too and it says, if you're interested to read more about the transit of Mars, please check out the article posted on my webpage, httprosemarcus.com, Astro Link, Mars Motion, Mars Retrograde, April the 9th to June the 29th, 2016. I might have read that, but I don't think it worked, that link didn't work. Um, 
because, you know, she hadn't had it posted yet when I did the show that I did, okay? Um, anyway, so there, this is an overview. I didn't read the first part. They talk about a sense of shift, and um, I'm really feeling it yesterday and today, okay? So the 6th especially is is a really good day, and, and, you know, the 13th and the 18th especially. They talk about, you know, the Canada Day and the Independence Day, Um we're going on, you know, I want to say, you know, happy those days for people that celebrated them. And it's a time, you know, to remember no matter what color of your skin, your sexual orientation, your spiritual philosophy, philosophy, I mean, and the border that gives you name, um, that you're all part of one family, okay? It's our birthright to be included and to respect and share in the wealth of the planet. You know, the wealth hasn't been shared in the planet. It's time for us to take that back. It's also a reminder that life worth living requires a contribution to the well-being of the whole in whatever way it is possible for each and every one to be smaller or substantial. Our caretaking must also respect the Mother Earth too. So, you know, I already talked about the new moon in Cancer. She talked a little bit about that, about the opposition to Pluto, the grand motivator. This really triggered a lot. You know, just go back and read that because, um, you know, I I don't have time to do a a lot of this reading. Um, You know, I'm just trying to find that one article I wanted to talk about. about, uh, I'll have to punch away here. Um, I wanted to uh, find the article about the Olympics, but for some reason it won't let me do it uh, or find it. Maybe I can find it somewhere else. So it's weird stuff happens sometimes, and I meant because it happens, I meant to talk about something else. So, um, you know, all things happen for a reason. Um, I'm just trying to find it now. Um, I didn't have a chance to talk about it last last week when I did the show. Um, aha, though, here it comes. I think I found it. Jupiter and Virgo. Remember I said I want to read about Jupiter and Virgo? Yay! This is so cool. This is a build-up to this. It's important. Um, you know, I talked a little bit about it last week's show, but I didn't read this article. And it's called, it's from um, Astrology, Life, Serendipity, Viva Combusta. So, and it's an article that was written June the 4th, 2016 by Clarissa, and um, this quickie observations on the 2016 Summer Olympics in Rio and the Zika virus threat. A friend of mine's been, his neighbor wouldn't drain this pool, and he had all these mosquitoes, and he finally went out and said to her, you know, like, people are stepping out and saying this, these things aren't fair. You're a lawyer even, and, you know, you got to get rid of that pool because, you know, the Zika is heading its way up north. So, they just—they have a picture of Christ the Redeemer statue overlooking the Marcadium Stadium in Brazil, and it goes on to say the 2016 Summer Olympic Games began will begin August the 5th in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and already the games are being known for being a first in a lot of ways. Okay, and the funny thing is, it's Summer Olympics, but they're going to be having their winter, right? And it's uh, a Portuguese-speaking country, and I don't think. They've actually even had it in a a Portuguese country, if ever. I'm not even sure. 
the first time the host country will actually be experiencing winter during the summer games, okay? Being south of the equator, Rio will be the first South American host city for the games and the first host city in all Latin America since 1968. <clears throat> so, you know, we're talking about all these big changes, but, you know, this is a big change for this, too. Um, press the Read More button, okay? But they're talking about due to the worldwide refugee crisis, this is the first Olympic officials are allowing refugees to compete under the Olympic flag as independent Olympians, okay? So people that came from Syria or from a lot of those different countries, you know, we've had all these red flags, things listed that saying that these people were programmed and they come and they do all these things, red flag stuff, they're shooting people, they're acting up. This has all been a program of the globalists. You know, it wouldn't put it past them. So humanity is on to this stuff now, okay? Due to the political climate in Brazil at the moment and the threat that all the games could potentiate, a global health crisis due to spreading the Zika virus. It wouldn't surprise me if that was created by somebody either. The 2016 Summer Olympics turned, turned into a first in more desirable ways. It was a Viva Combusta reader who tipped me off in the comments section of my post on Jupiter and Virgo to the story. Um, the reader was concerned about an opposition between Jupiter and late Virgo and Chiron in late Pisces, which will affect during the opening ceremony. You know, I did mention that, that all these things are lining up, right, to come together. Um, I believe on last week's show, but I will mention a little bit now, okay? <clears throat> And in late Pisces, which will affect during the opening ceremony, it will reach its exact opposition midway through the game. So Jupiter in Virgo and Chiron in Pisces have unique health implications. Individuality, which are amplified by the opposition aspect. Okay? So the past week saw an open letter from health experts being published that urged Olympic officials to move or postpone the game. Um, Brazil is supposed to have a larger number of people infected with the Zika virus than other countries, with a state of emergency declared in November 2015 in the Brazil state. You know, maybe there was a reason why I wasn't supposed to read this last week, so it was more important to read it this week. The worry of facilitating the spread of Zika stems from the Summer Olympics, drawing in some 10,500 athletes and over a million visitors, most of whom will be from other countries. The World Health Organization, WHO, and Brazil and the Olympic head talking heads shot down the idea of moving the game, saying the sanitation and other efforts have been ramped. Well, this isn't true. We saw pictures the other day in Canadian news about the sewage being dumped into the water, straight into the water. Um, it's really disgusting. So it's been ramped in anticipation. So thank you, my dear friend, for talking about your pool and the mosquitoes, and I had already thought about, you know, hey, I didn't talk about this after I got off the show, but I should talk about this. So long as the games occurring in the Brazil's winter season, fewer mosquitoes spread viruses, the risk of spreading has been minimized. So, you know, it's their winter season, but still, it's not, you know, still, they're still there. So what does the astrology say about the 2016 Summer Olympics in Rio? Here's the chart. So they, they go on to talk about that opening ceremony. And the first thing first is that Virgo stellium in the sky for opening ceremony, Jupiter will be in the late Virgo at 22 degrees, 
as previously stated, along with the North Node at 12 degrees Virgo. So there's a lot of Virgo energy. The North Node will be conjunct Mercury at 9 degrees, Virgo the Moon at 20 degrees, Virgo conjunct Jupiter and Venus at 0 degrees, Virgo having entered the sign just earlier in the day. Mercury in its home sign Virgo and Venus and Jupiter both considered benefic planets. Even the presence of the North Node here would lead one to believe that the emphasis on Virgo is a good thing. Okay, there's a lot of Virgo going on here. A few problems with this Venus in its fall in Virgo, Jupiter in its detriment here. The benefits aren't acting as they would like to and feel inhibited, perhaps prohibited from their natural glow and glowing expression. Mercury rules the sign of Virgo and is at home here. And while not in bad shape at the time of opening ceremony, Mercury will enter its retrograde shadow August the 10th. Midway through the games and just two days before the Jupiter and Virgo, Chiron and Pisces opposition perfects at 24 degrees. Mercury retrograde through Virgo from August 30th through September 22nd. And it says here, opposition to Pisces is a problem. Look at the chart for opening ceremony. We see the Pisces rising at 17 degrees. The ascent is a huge indicator of health in a horoscope. So this isn't good. Pisces ascent in an event chart does not lend itself to robust health. So if you don't have to go, don't go. More towards the weakening of the weakening of the Constitution. So it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, this is a way to spread this stuff around the planet, okay? The ascent places chart ruler. You know, we, we've got to really look at these people and um, when they come back and look, you know, how the, their health is and stuff like that and really look at what may be going on. The ascent places chart ruler Neptune and Pisces in the 12th house. It rules and where Neptune is comfortable. Chiron is in Pisces in the first opposing the moon. Jupiter conjunct in the seventh. So, you know, if you want to read a little bit more about this, you know, it, 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 there's still a little bit more. But I, I just wanted to mention it because, you know, this um, they had a post Virgo, uh, Jupiter and Virgo. And I, I'm just going to take a quick look on it. August 11th, uh, 2015 to September the 9th, 2000 and things. And Jupiter and Virgo, good things come to those who hustle, but it's the energy that's surrounding it also, you know, that's happening, that influences, and it, it doesn't look too good for health. And, you know, with the Zika virus and the, the sewage stuff that I saw, and it's pretty disgusting. Um, it just says the time to make hay while the sun is shining and can I, it arrives at great benefit. Jupiter leads the sign of flamboyant self-expression. Leo enters Virgo. The sun charged with refining our self-expression to give it form in everyday practice. Jupiter enters Virgo the morning of Tuesday, August the 11th, 2015, and will remain in the sign, you know, until Friday, September the 9th. So this is, you know, the tail end of it is when, you know, the Olympic stuff is, is happening. So just be, bear that in mind. And you do a little bit more reading on those articles that I put in there. The shift from the more forceful sign of Leo to the more supple sign, subtle sign of Vir Virgo doesn't seem all that major at first. And it may feel as though something was lost. Jupiter likes to do things in a big way, looking for opportunities to growth and whatever it touches. It's like the sunny weather of Leo, opening hearts, minds, and um, turning on a creative flow. The movement to Virgo might seem lackluster by comparison, not nearly as much sparkle and shine, and there's not as much drama, but, you know, you can't say it was boring. 
as we begin to watch uh, Jupiter and Virgo in action, we will begin to notice that is actually happening is appreciation for who we are and our unique individual challenge. So this is the time where humanity really looks at that energy. And that was brought to us by Jupiter and Leo finds translation to something we can make useful, you know, with Jupiter and Virgo. So seeds planted over the past 12 months will begin to bear fruit with that Leo energy, the big ideas dreamed. So it's always all these things that have been happening with humanity are all happening in a sequence. And, you know, the divine plan that the divine energy has for humanity, you know, the big ideas we dreamed up in creative birth can be tested out and, and put to work. So it's all about individual talents and, you know, doing it on our own. It ha- You know, our day-to-day, humanity is growing up. It may not be ideal, but opportunities to improve and step into something better, you know, will be there. So look for opportunities. Look for your work environment, demands from your job. But also we have that sexual energy happening too right now. So, um, But Jupiter does pave a smooth path. In Virgo, there should be less friction to be able to job-relate issues. If you have skill sets that are being employed or recognized or fairly compensated, you always find ways to change that. Jupiter and Virgo is time to pursue certifications. So to make yourself, you know, job training and that sort of thing. So in, in increasing your understanding of your field. And uh, it's all about the details right now. You know, God and that God energy is looking into details and making a plan. And it's, it's, it's filtering down to humanity. And with Virgo and, you know, Jupiter and Virgo, it details that will set you apart and make you have that advantage. So humanity right now has that advantage. So Jupiter and Virgo might be the right time to ask for a promotion or to manifest, you know, that manifesting energy, especially today. And, you know, on the 13th and on the 18th, it's important that we, we you know, you go back and listen to what I said because it's important, Okay. Even if you do not like or enjoy your current job, you know Diana did a reading for the person that you know didn't answer, but um, about their job, maybe making a big change. So um, pertinent information through your work environment. Keep a sharp look at your lucky breaks and moving ahead and that sort of thing. So people in flexible, creative fields. So this is the creativity is really opening right now. You you may find you're really bouncing ahead. You know. Especially myself, I really notice that. Rather, Jupiter and Virgo is time to edit those creative ideas and give them shape. Creative endeavors and that feminine energy will be reworked, especially with other things that are happening. So Virgo is the sign most closely linked to health and especially linked between our health and our jobs and environments. So, you know, that's why I mentioned it because it's, you know, the tail end of it, this really big thing is happening. You know, the Brazilian... Uh, Olympics is going on, and you know, but it's it's some serious stuff, and you know, it makes you wonder why they would do that, you know, why they would have it there. there there's reasons, you know, <clears throat> and maybe not the best reasons, but we can work through it, okay? Because I'm putting an intention out that humanity really be aware of it, and that's why I'm talking about it too. So. You know, it's between our health and our jobs and environment, more freedom and flexibility can improve your health. And a lot of people have been going through a lot, you know, moving and relationships breaking up. A lot of people are forced into soul-sucking jobs out of basic necessity. And, you know, you know these globalists and that and uh, the elite people, now they're running scared 
And they said, well, we can work out a thing to help humanity and stuff like that. Well, you know what? Fat chance, we're not going to take that option. We're going to go, go humanity is going to go in on, on their own, and we can do it quite well on ourselves. So um, it's about taking that, you know, daily grind, making it less toxic. You know, we've been going through these resurrections and ascension and expanding of energy. You know, humanity is doing a lot of purging. So <clears throat> it's important we, we, we realize that these are times where we can really make a difference in our health. And I've noticed people around me really, in my family especially, really making an effort and doing things to help their health, you know? It's, it's, it's actually quite amazing, but it's part of the awakening. You know, all this crap and food and that was put in front of humanity as crap, um, it was done for a reason, to make humanity sick and make them weak. But they've seen past it, and they're not doing it. A lot of humanity is saying, I don't want to eat this crap anymore. So there is a silver lining, it says here, one upswing to the healthcare cluster and they use the F word, um, sorry, no other word for it, is the growing and renewed interest in alternative natural and, and mainstream non-prescription medicine, you know, as well as growing concern about the effects of mass-produced and most artificial foods. You know, I think it was Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, he got caught in Australia with growth hormone. Like, why are people injecting themselves with growth hormone? There's things that you can do to make growth hormone, you know, active in your body. You know, and it's making me see that, you know, that people have to really look and and go beyond the artificial foods, the artificial medications, you know, the stuff that's going to make you sick. And, and then <clears throat> contrary to what Big Pharma would like you to believe, the mainstream medicine teaches, not every health condition is incurable and, and requires prescription medications. You know, there's herbs and things that can help you. So it's it you know do a little bit of reading <clears throat> more reading about this but when Virgo says less is more Jupiter says more is more so pay attention to whether what you're doing to move your health is is really going to help it the danger is going overboard with diet and exercise you know you see people do the kind of the opposite and they kind of come to a happy medium and there's a susceptibility to being gullible and falling for bad health advice you know people that take too much growth hormone can become diabetic. You know, it can trigger a bunch of different things. So it's all about balance right now. So Jupiter is always an ace in the hole, and there's always been the case. It's probably more important to remember that part. So anyway, this is the North Node, the point astrologers look to determine the ultimate goals and ideals and highest potential. Lees Libra and enters Virgo on the Antarctic 29th degree, November the 12th, and will be in conjunction with Jupiter for much of January and June the 26th. So, you know, I did talk a little bit about that in June, so 2006. This is not bring some extra relief for Virgo types, but it strengthens Jupiter's effectiveness. So there's they've, they've, they've written a whole bunch more in, in different times when it's conjunction with different things and stuff like that. I don't have a lot of time to talk about it because I've actually gone over time. I like a challenge, though. Um, let's just see what else I can talk about. Um, yeah, I you know, I did talk about the Knight of Brahma um, and seeking truth and the days and nights of Brahma and, you know, those mythological spaceships. You know, we're going through a time where humanity is really expanding themselves. 
And, you know, a lot of this technology that was given to humanity has been, you know, not given to humanity. And, you know, it's it's time. You know, like, I think humanity can deal with it. So a little bit more time and... Um, you know, like I said, you know, the, the history of, of sexuality is, you know, to Google the spiritual net history of sacred sexuality and look at how your sexual relations have been. Have you had one-night stands? I'm not judging you. But, you know, it's not, you know, it affects your soul and it's, it, it doesn't help you in your, um, you know, your ability to expand yourself you know, and to ascend. Uh, it's all about respecting yourself. You know, I, um, I'll just try to zip through a few more things here, but I, I don't have a lot of time. You know, that it's funny, that article just suddenly showed up in two spots. So it was me. I had to talk about it at a certain time near the end because that's when it was important. Um, you know, we, we, have a, we, we live in a perceived freedom, but do we really have freedom? Have these beings really been using, abusing humanity like cattle and, you know, sacrificing them and everything else and all this other stuff? Yes, this has been going on. And, you know, people are waking up to it. It's important that we love each other and we give each other compliments. And we see through what's going on right now, the people that are purging and doing a lot of, you know, things. Like the person of interest season finale happened at the same time, you know, of this melancholy, the bittersweet, where the hero had to die. You know, there may be, there are people that had to be, you know, were, they didn't have to be sacrificed, but these beings, um, they, we have to look at it, they, it wasn't for no reason, okay? Even though it seems terrible and everything else. And I try not to think of it as a reason, but we don't want to forget them, okay? Um, I also wanted to talk about youthful thoughts you know we have the ability to manifest we can keep ourselves young well they you know put put medication and um food that kind of triggers uh different hormone systems within our body um to kind of not fire right but um meditation and eating um organic foods and Watching what you eat and eating only things that are good for you and releasing that karmic stuff will trigger the God um, or the divine energy within you. And, you know, it will expand your um, time here, you know. And um, to all the pretenders and the people that have pretended to be something else, you know, basically go back to your hole where you came from because we're awake. The indigos haven't been awake and the the, the blue rays and the original ones and all these beings that, that have held the energy for humanity and now humanity is opening up. We need to be aware of what is around us. And if people are abusive towards you and they're not good for you, just turn around and walk away. Kelly Clarkson wrote a song about it that just really... And, you know, the divine infinite is protecting humanity and every time they try to open up a gateway to let those nasties in... It's just going to be slammed back up again. Um, I wanted to mention something very quickly. You know, for all the people that are worried about, you know, are taking growth hormone, I would suggest you not take anything 
um, injectable in your body unless it is something you need to keep you alive, you know, or insulin, or if you don't, your not, body's not producing insulin or something like that. So just the fact that all of a sudden these people are getting caught, it's important that, um, anyway, there's an article by Dr. C-A-R-R-A-G-H-E-R, Carotter, method. Um, He has an article that says 10 ways to increase your human growth hormone. Meditation's one of them, okay? Um, Growth hormone is a vital part of the endocrine system, and it's been messed up with with these foods and these medications. It's secreted by the pituitary gland, a small gland located at the base of the brain, and it produces several hormones in childhood and adolescence. This hormone is necessary to promote growth and height. In uh, adult, it leads to to a healthier body composition. So anyway, this is www.thebodywellusa.com, Dr. Mike Mike Karagers, Top 10 Ways to Increase Your Hormone, you know, Human Growth Hormone. Um, So it keeps your body lean, it increases your fat, it does a lot of things. Uh, And the, the quickest and most efficient way to um, increase human growth hormone levels is, a da- you know, it says here, a daily injection of HGH. And I guess, you know, this doctor believes in it. But I would suggest you wouldn't do it because it can mess around with you, especially when you, if it go, you can't get a hold of it. It's very expensive too, okay? And it, it, some people have a bad reaction to it. A high-intense birth training in which one's heart rate goes above the aerobic threshold. In other words, get off your duff, um, you know, and exercise. So read this, get adequate sleep, and it talks about melatonin. So make sure you have, you know, um, you're not out in light a lot, you know, after bedtime. Some people might take melatonin. GABA, take, you know, 15 to 30 of GABA before bed. And eat high-quality protein before you go to bed. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to eat carbohydrates. But apparently, this helps it. Optimize your vitamin D level so it's between 70 and 100. Avoid sugar after workouts. You know, some people drink juice and stuff like that. And so consuming sugar within two hours post-workout will cause your hypothalamus to... It, to release some statin, which will decrease your production of HGH. So a lot of people have been doing that. Don't eat uh, carbohydrates. And L-arginine and L-lysine, the combination of two amino acids together before exercise and sleep. Anyway, I'll let you finish reading that because I don't have the time to, you know, get into it with you. Um, there was uh, something else I wanted to talk about. But, you know, stress is a hormone problem, too. You know, do meditations, do things to decrease your stress level. If you don't have to do that job and make all that money and work your ass off, you know, don't do it. Um, Hang out with people, you know, be friends. Also on my wall, there's secret government, uh, world government, that uh, David Ritchie posted on his wall and I reposted on my wall. Um, You know, there's that... um, Michael Cremo and Forbidden Archaeology site that I got that um, other stuff from. David Icke has some good tapes on YouTube about the Saturn um, 
symbolism and the, you know, the pedophilia people, you know, and all the rotten things they've done just to make people more aware if you're interested in those things. I know it's not good stuff. Um, Laura Eisenhower, um, you know, Ike Eisenhower's great-granddaughter has a lot of really good uh, uh, um, YouTube things, the, the 14 Tablets of the Enki. Um, you can look that up. Um, anyway, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about Venus opposite Pluto. And, you know, the right now, the Mercury, Sun, and the Moon and Venus are opposite Pluto, Lord of the Underworld. And a lot of um, energy was going on when that, um, you know, new moon happened. And Cancer, Capricorn, it's about the access, um, you know, and um, security right now. So Saturn time and all that stuff, the Mars and Scorpio that coming out of the retrograde and going direct. You know, June the 18th uh, to July the 11th, you know, that energy, the Mars-Scorpio energy is really strong. So, you know, filling yourself up, looking at what you can change and what you can break down and change within yourself. Um, You know, this grand conjunction that's happening in Venus and the Sun opposite Pluto um, today, Wednesday, and Mercury, um, and that happened, you know, last Wednesday, you know, we're we're going through a lot of uh, things that are showing, but we're stabilizing and balancing a lot of energy, and humanity is really awakening. So, you know, what can you do to change this within yourself? You know, cancer is the is the feeling, the innovativeness in the now, the feminine energy. You know, this is when humanity is really awakening the divine feminine within themselves, and the divine feminine energy is waking everywhere. So I was talking about being aware of, you know, linear time that we really, it's fabricated by these people that were trying to control humanity or these beings in a lower realm that were working through these uh, lackeys, basically. So we're really, time and space is eternal, okay? And it, it, some people say it doesn't exist. So Pluto energy, too, is losing security and abandonment. So the emotional self, it's all about self-sufficiency within ourselves now. And, you know, I shook the puppies out. So anyway, I should let uh, the next people that are doing a show get in there. But I really wanted to talk about a lot of things and, you know, get it through. So, you know, take care and much love. And um, yay, humanity, you're awakening. Thank you for listening to This Dimensional Living with your host, Diane Bachberger, bringing awareness to our world of greater love. For more information on Diane, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash dbachberger1. May your heart... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.